And welcome to the Trophy Achievers Podcast, a show where we chat about our love for gaming, trials and tribulations, as well as celebrations of our trophies and achievements. I'm Chris, and we're back with another show which is jam-packed full of the ups and downs of being a trophy hunter. As always, I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts. First up, we have Tom. How are you doing, Tom? Good evening, guys. How are we? First time in my new house recording. I hope it goes well. Yes, absolutely. That was right. Last time we spoke, you think you were just in the, on the verge or on, on the cusp? I like that word. Uh, <laughs> on the on the cusp of moving, weren't you? So uh, yeah, you all settled in now. All settled in now. Yeah, it's been um, <clears throat> it's been a whirlwind, crazy couple of months, but it's all sorted now, and we're settled, which is which is amazing. Fantastic, good stuff. And also joining us is the lovely Pete. Pete, how are you doing? Yeah, good fact. Good thanks. It's good to be back together all again. It's been a busy few months, hasn't it? We haven't had much time to play together. No, you're right. I, I think I've said this to a few other people that I don't know what's happening with this year. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's just seems full on. And I mean, we're into April now, and you're thinking, what the hell's going on? Um, the one good thing today it seems we've had sort of like little i don't know it's been like being by you but we had a few sort of like little uh spatterings of warm weather the sun's been out for like five minutes but today it felt like the sun was out all day and it makes such a difference to your mood doesn't it i mean it's it it, from my point of view it's amazing so what's it been like been like with you guys by you yeah it's been the same here like we've been like torrential rain and obviously having a three-year-old at home because um my daughter doesn't start, Violet doesn't start nursery till uh, a few weeks' time after Easter. So having her in the house, not being really able to do much, has been has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's been interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good, isn't it? So yeah, about yourself, Pete. It's a, has it been alright by yourself? Yeah, it's been it's been sunny. I mean, I, was, I had to head into the office today. We had a new starter in our team. Had to go welcome them, uh, so I didn't get to benefit as much. But yeah, I think I think having the the clocks change as well, like you said, it's like it's quite nice because even when I get home from work, it's still light outside. Yeah, was there an initiation sort of ceremony or something like that? You know, with the the new starter, it, it, the paddles yeah. out and whip them, beat them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah all the classics. Yeah, you you won't be sitting down for a good week. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, I suppose one thing of note with the show going forwards uh, to mention to people is that we've decided uh, collectively that we're going to not do uh, any news um, sh- sort of like news <laughs> uh, <laughs> cock that up tonight any news news we're not, we're not going to do any kind of news or anything like that just because 
by the say, time say, say news again chris say news say i just news. if I, you know if i say enough then people will hopefully understand what i'm talking about uh you know it's like when you're talking to somebody who speak doesn't speak english you know just shout louder and they'll get it eventually <laughs> slow news yeah <laughs> anyway so we've decided that we're not going to do any more news uh segments because by the time people get to listen to it it's out of date and it takes up quite a lot of the show so i think we'd rather focus on either talking about uh topics or things or questions or anything that comes to mind and and obviously focus a bit more on the trophies and the, the games that we're playing um rather than sort of like talking about things like that that's not to say though we aren't going to talk about sort of things that have caught our eye or have have happened over the last you know a couple of months um that we just want to just bring up so for example um important events and i have to give credit full credit to peter going for the document which is amazing it's a work of art it looks awesome and uh he did it on he updated it on such short notice today but you wouldn't know, know this so uh yeah thank you for that and uh but no so such for example um psvr2 has launched since we last spoke and uh I'm. I want PSVR two, and I will get one eventually at some point. But I think because I bought a Steam Deck at Christmas, uh, I'm just going to hold off. And we've also had a few extra little things in the house, like you know, sensible grown up things like furniture. I mean, how <laughs> how bloody boring's that? Um, he says as he reclines on his new power chair. Yeah. I know. Well, that that's that. Yeah, um, that's nice. But still, um, but you know, it's it's like five hundred and. Forty pounds or something like that. Well, technically, it's grand, isn't it? Because you've got you've got yeah, a PS5. Well. Yeah, I suppose if you haven't got a PS5, then yeah, it's, you know, you're looking at a fairly big investment. But yeah, so I will get one eventually. I mean, who knows? Uh, based on some of the news reports that we've heard, the price may well drop at some point because I, I don't think the sales have been going particularly well. A little bit slow, possibly. Um, I don't know, but yeah. So that's I've, everything I've heard about it though, from people who have got one. Um, so Wayne's got one, Adam's got one, who I know directly. Uh, they love it. They think it's such an incredible leap from the, the PSVR one. Uh, the controllers, the actual haptic feedback in the in the headset itself. It's it's an incredible piece of kit. Um, and uh, have you had a chance to have a go on yet? Not yet. No, um, I will at some point. Wayne has invited me around to his house, so I will get a chance to have a, a blast on it. But um yeah so uh, have, have you had a chance to have a go on one then yet pete uh, i did briefly we had a, a launch party at the office for when it came out and they had they had some demo roof set up so i had a brief go on horizon core of the mountain and yeah and yeah like you said everything you said is true it's l- like it is a lot better than the psvr one and yeah the controllers are much better than the move controllers um but i yeah i kind of agree with everything you said it's like uh, an accessory that's more expensive than the console itself and I didn't use my PSVR one nearly enough to sort of like justify it um, it's a uh, you know I'd like to get it the same as you because I'd like to get it at some point but I'm in no rush at the moment yeah I think that's the thing isn't it I mean I, I, I've uh, I'll probably talk about this in a little bit I've got a little challenge I've set for myself for the rest of the year in terms of uh video games and not buying anymore because I, I when you look at how many games i've got to play a backlog of them it's ridiculous games i bought years ago um i mean like 
I say this every time, don't I? I bought Elden Ring, you know, on release day. I still haven't played it. Um, you know, bought Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. And it's just these games are just sitting on the shelf. But anyway, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, how about yourself? I know um, you haven't had VR, have you before, Tom? But no. are you tempted? It's a big no. investment, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not for me. It's not, it's not that I wouldn't want it, but it's just there's no way you could justify that sort of money. Uh, for it and there's nothing even really I know that Horizon Call of the Mountain um, looks incredible but there's nothing really there that's saying you have to spend £500 to, to experience this I, I, don't, I don't see me getting one for a long time uh, if, until they even if they stay around um, in terms of the gaming market I don't see myself getting one for ages mm. and that's the other thing um, which I kind of uh, alluded to a little bit is that there, there's been some reports that Apparently the sales numbers are slow, um, and that, that they've reduced the projection of the number of units that they wanted to sell um, compared to what they are likely to sell. I guess um, perhaps Pete can talk about this in a bit more detail. But 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 I think from my point of view, may, maybe, and I said this in our WhatsApp group earlier on today, is that is that because it's only available online uh, with the PlayStation store or through the playstation store um if it was available in shops would that have you know would they sell more units like if you could buy it in game or whatever uh it's uh, i don't know i mean I, that seems like a strange decision to me because it's like you, you can buy a ps5 in you know game or wherever amazon uh, but it's just it, it doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me to sort of almost restrict it unless there's other things going on i don't know but i don't know but what are your thoughts on that i'll pete I'll come to you first uh yeah it was actually surprised to me because i mean i think i don't know if i mentioned on the recording but you guys certainly know like i went to the effort of like selling all my ps4 stuff at game game to credit ready in order like that was before launch that i was going to use that on the psvr2 uh, and then it turns out that, like, yeah, like you said, the game aren't actually going to stock it. I thought it was going to be like a situation, a bit like the the DualSense Edge, the sort of pro controller, where the PlayStation Direct had it exclusive for a month, but then after that month, they would sell it at other retailers. But to your point, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Like, like, and I think that is a it's an odd choice, isn't it? I mean, I appreciate that the the a such an offensive product is going to be quite focused on like the specialists as in like you know people who are really into the brand and really into the games as well but you know at the end of the day you've, you've got to serve you've got to serve to the general public as well and if the general public goes into game like you said or looks on amazon and they can't find it they're just going to assume it's you know it's just not available they're not going to necessarily know that they have to go to to one particular website to, to get it mm. so, um so yeah it's a curious decision yeah i mean that's the thing see I, i've never bought anything directly from either xbox or playstation you know whatever it might well be a console or anything like that you know i've always bought it from a retailer so i don't know would people like you said the general public kind of go if that's their general i think the first place people look i suppose are the like sites of the likes of game collection shop to um you know amazon game whatever um, so it just seems to be odd to restrict yourself a little bit from that. And also, I mean, rightly or wrongly, um, I think probably wrongly, but when PSVR 1 came out, just remember the game were charging like £5. Was it £5 for people to have a go on it in store? Which to me is a bit 
it takes the piss a little bit really i suppose um but that could be another feature couldn't it that could be a thing like you know we've got psvr because you can't really explain how amazing it is to play a ps to not play a psvr to play a vr game to somebody you know it's to, when i psvr it was amazing and i loved it i really did but you can't really explain that experience to people. They've got to sort of experience it for themselves. And you might, I suppose you might get people throwing up on the floor or whatever, but <laughs> hopefully not um, with motion sickness. But that's another thing, isn't it? That people, you, you're, it's a big investment for people to like take a chance on almost. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you want people to experience it and go, that was amazing, you know. Um Rather than sort of like take a big chance, take a chance on spend like five hundred quid. Yeah, which is why I mean we spoke about this at the time, but it's, that's why it was a bit disappointing. Like you didn't get to be at EGX last year. I gather it was at WASD. No, yeah, WASD recently. Like that was that was, that was held in London recently. Sort of like the sort of indie EGX, the smaller EGX um, event. Um, but yeah exactly that you kind of need it out there at events for people to try mm. and get on board and go wow yeah actually that was amazing yeah i think that was the thing wasn't it at egx when it came out it was due for launch there was a huge um uh you know kind of push for it wasn't there there were mm, loads the VR of, one yes definitely. yeah there were loads of booths you could try loads of different games you know you you went up with your card and you kind of had an appointment system where you could go in and, and try you know all these different games i remember playing like resident evil uh seven in vr and that was like oh my god this is amazing you know and just trying all these different games but that doesn't appear to be the case hopefully at egx there'll be just a massive push on it and there'll be lots of booths and stuff so we'll see it is a, it's another weird one i mean they, they were saying that, that statistically they wanted they wanted to be a two million sold by this point and there i think it was four hundred thousand. But like you say, if you if you almost shadow drop a product where it's not in, it's not in the customer's eye line, like for footfall, for sh- in shops and stuff, you can't get it. Like you said, as soon as you can't get something on Amazon, like people just assume you can't get it. It's out of stock or it's unavailable. Um, and Sony's Sony haven't their messaging. I mean, for a while now we've been saying, haven't we? Like they put things in blogs, or they 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 sort of like don't really seem to have a, a push to publicly say that this is happening on this date. I mean, the, the only advert that we've seen, that me and Sarah have seen for it, um, is the one with Ozzy Osbourne. Have you seen that advert? Mm, not, no, not seen that one. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, and it's mental. It's just basically Ozzy Osbourne sat in a VR, um, uh, VR2, PlayStation VR2, how, um, sorry, rig, and they're moving house. And Sharon comes in and he go and he's going mad in a chair and then everything's gone. He's just left there and still in the VR set. And it's just that was so such a weird marketing point. I don't I don't really understand. That is a bit. I mean, the, who they're trying to target with it. The or, the Osbournes was about like 15, 20 years ago, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> so. Yeah. And it kind of and I don't know if because I know that obviously they had so many so much problems with shipping and getting PS fives into stores and having them ready available i don't know if there's issues on the other end with the same with the playstation vr where they've just gone look rather than mess about with the shipping stuff let's just keep it simple and in-house and we can deal with it all um i don't know but it just i don't know it just seems like a very 
not that they didn't don't believe in the product, but just it's just a weak launch, isn't it? It just seems like a really weak launch. Mm. Yeah, but by all accounts, it is amazing. Uh, and, it, you know, I was chatting to Adam about it and it did make me sort of like, oh, God, you know, because like, I haven't really played on the Steam Deck for ages. And I was thinking, oh, man, it's a PSVR 2 sounds awesome, but I'm resisting at this point anyway. So, but who knows? By the, ne- by the next time we talk, I might have one. Um, so, I'll, probably not. Uh, uh, you've got to factor in as well. We're in the middle of a living crisis. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a big thing. Jobs and stuff, that, that sort of disposable income that maybe pre-covid people might have had yeah to just you know grab one they probably haven't got at the moment so yeah yep we'll see how it goes anyway um and then the last of us uh, tv series has come and gone um have we all watched it i have seen up to episode seven and then i haven't finished it okay uh, I, I, and okay. i'll be honest I'll be honest. Because you were looking forward to it. This was like the, the really thing that you were really up for, weren't you? And I felt a bit deflated by it. Ooh. Uh, Pete, have yeah. you... Wa- we're not going to talk any spoilers or anything, obviously, because you haven't finished it yet, Tom, but have you watched it yet? Yeah, I finished it. Okay. I finished it too. Um, so, uh, well, Tom, you started this, so go on. Because uh, I remember you saying that you and you were going to f- almost force Sarah to watch it. You're going to put matchsticks under her eyelids, she, you know, just to. to she, so she watched half. Um, she watched three quarters of episode one, and she said, "I, I can see the appeal, and it's and it's 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 good. It's put together not really well." But the pacing, it's just, it's just way too slow. I can't, I'm, I'm not, it's not keeping my interest. It's just too slow. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and I, 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 personally, I've seen up to seven, and that's how much I sort of aren't bothered about it now. Where I've, I've sort of got to seven and had the chance to watch the last two, isn't it? And there's nine in there, and I've just not bothered because I'm just like, I don't know. I just not. It, I felt it, it's, it's. In the in the in the moments where it's paced well, it's fantastic. But then in the moments where it is slow, it is so slow, and it's it's almost like it's it's almost like it's trying to pad out the backstory. I I, I can totally understand what they were trying to do with it. I just don't know if it was needed. I don't, I don't know if it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's my opinion. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's interesting. Like I said, it's that I can imagine. Like I say, how disappointed you must feel then, because I know you were really excited. But um, Pete, what have you? What were your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, uh, I enjoyed it. I like as someone who was probably a bit sniffy initially at the at the the announcement of um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey being cast, and I was and I couldn't quite picture it at the time them playing Joel and Ellie like actually I think they did a really good performance and like really nailed you know really good acting really nailed their performances um I yeah well I'm, I'm trying to go around spoilers obviously like I, I know Tom has mentioned to us in uh, like a criticism in the whatsapp group and I gotta say like that that criticism doesn't change even in the last two episodes um but it's, I mean I, I feel like you you've got this far. I feel like you should finish it, and I feel like it, it has. I, its... pro- I probably will, but I'm just like I'm not like. Yeah, no, you're oh, not desperate. Oh, I've got, yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. two hours. I'll 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 do something else with my time, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. I'm curious to see what they will do for the second season. I'm more curious the second season will solve the the pacing issue. Um, maybe not. Who knows? Um, but and then and similarly, like so, my wife has you know real familiarity with the game and she enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably I'm I'm more on your side than uh, with that in as much as so. Um, I watched it with Kay. I wasn't sure which way it was going to go because I knew it was going to be violent and she doesn't really like violent uh, TV particularly. She's uh, not really a fan of all that sort of stuff. So um, from her point of view, as somebody who's never played the video game, she enjoyed it and stuck with it till the end. Um, From my point of view, as somebody has played through the video game now on three different consoles um so you know it's i'm very familiar with the the actual story and the characters and all that kind of stuff and played through it recently oh it was last year wasn't it i did the last of us part one on ps5 and i kind of i not felt down about that i enjoyed it but i think i remember saying that it was like you know this is the third time i've played this game i don't want to play it again now i'm kind of done with it almost if you know what i mean um so the TV show for me, I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really good in it. Um, it's very similar to the video game, which you'd expect, but it does deviate slightly or it gives a little bit of backstory with some certain things, some couple of characters, which for me was probably one of my favourite episodes, um, which is all about Bill and Frank. I thought that was awesome. And and I'll be honest with that that episode actually made me cry. Uh it was really good. And so that kind of for me because it goes through not say go through the motions that sounds like it's that I'm damning it with faint praise in as much as that you know it does follow the video game uh, very closely to that point and then there's little little bits that you know aren't in the video game but that is almost like an entire backstory of those characters which you don't experience in the video game so i like that and i think because i talked a little bit about it on the entertainment show in as much as that you know you you can't just copy something like you know from its original source i suppose you've, you've got to try to tread that fine line haven't you of of keeping faithful to the source material but then because you don't want to annoy the fans of the game but then also adding do you want to add new elements to it so it's kind of that fine balance so for me uh the last couple of episodes did feel and there's nothing wrong with it you know it was really good and again because Kay didn't know what was coming but from my point of view knowing what was coming because of playing the video game it almost does feel like it treads that in you know exact path and also interestingly because I showed her some of the cutscenes, um, and I think you can watch those on YouTube, like kind of like side by side cutscenes from the video game and then from the TV show, and it does almost feel like I'm not saying they rushed the episode, the last episode or whatever, but because like when I looked at it, I thought it's only like 40 minutes long, and it felt like they got a lot to pack into that 40 minutes, so it just kind of felt like it f- flew through it. But it, you know, it and and so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, from from a, knowing what was coming, you know, that didn't really bother me, I suppose. Um, but and I suppose from a not non gamer's point of view, so K enjoyed it. So yeah, overall really good, enjoyed it. Looking forward to the second one. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you're gonna have to play the game now, aren't you, Pete? Because you haven't played part two. <laughs> no, I've not played part two, and like I said, I know I know actually finished one, but I didn't know how. I knew how it ends, and I knew, I knew what the story beats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But no, good. And by all accounts, like from my point of view, I think generally video game adaptations, um, whether it's a TV show, I think is this the first TV show or you know generally movies, the quality of them hasn't been great, has it? But it's good to see that this has had like a proper treatment with you know decent actors you know and decent budgets and all that kind of stuff and it hasn't just been done just because you know it's a popular video game oh yeah don't please, like, don't get me wrong um i think it, it looks stunning it's done with care I, I feel like there's maybe a couple of characters um so far in what i've watched i didn't not enjoy the performances i just didn't i didn't buy into I didn't buy into who they were in that world, if that made sense. Yeah. Um, which I found a little bit sort of like took me out of the experience a little bit. But I, I, I purely just on a purely just on a pacing. Um, whether the show just needed the episodes need to be shorter, maybe the episodes are a bit too long. Um, it just it just felt like there was too much. Like, come on now, like let's. When are we gonna get to? When are we gonna get to something that is like? moving the story or moving the chat or there was just a lot of like looking at the watch kind of thinking I don't know when this is and then and then in the moments like I said the moments where it picks up the moments where it is like here we go this is it we're off now and then all of a sudden it would come to a grinding hall again and then you'd have another half an hour before the next moving like beat that would move the story along or and, and I know obviously playing the game you're playing the game so the action is there it, it, that's the action part that they can't maybe couldn't really put into the story for the TV show because TV is so different um, but yeah that was just my my honest opinion on it I just I just couldn't I, I watched it with I watched it with other people and who weren't who'd never played the game never seen anything about it and by episode three, after episode episode four, after the one you're talking about, Chris, they were just like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like, it's not, it's not, it hasn't got me. It's not, you know, it's not just engaging me enough to, to be bothered. Mm. And I was like, oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, that's mm. absolutely yeah, fair enough. And then obviously I watched it with Sarah and she didn't get past episode, <laughs> episode one. All right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> fair so enough. It was, a, it was a struggle to try and get other people to watch it. Yeah. Well, there you are. And I suppose the last thing just to mention, because this is sad, I guess. It hasn't been a thing for a few years anyway, but uh, E3 is cancelled. And um, I think potentially COVID was the the nail in the coffin and it's just never gotten back to what it was. Um, but yeah, E3 for me, I remember describing this, was kind of like Christmas for gamers, wasn't it, almost? It was uh, something to get excited about, get a buy into all the hype and all the, the craziness that goes along with it. And I just, I never used to watch it, um, you know, when the Xbox, the original Xbox was announced and all that. I never really watched it. I suppose it's, it's only as the Xbox 360 sort of came into its own that I started to watch E3. And then... Um, after that and then and i remember like pulling all-nighters <laughs> you'd be knackered yeah. you know you'd be absolutely exhausted because you'd you'd set up i'd have i've had days off you know i've had um i, I remember ordering pizza at like two in the morning or something ridiculous because you know you were you're staying up waiting for the sony conference and that but you've had all day 
you know, you've had the Microsoft conference go, and then you've had other things go, and then it's like, yeah, Ubisoft used to do a conference, didn't it, in between, and then there'll be other stuff, and then you stay up late at night and you watch the Sony one, and that, I think it was that the that magical one, wasn't it, where they did the Sony one, and it was just like, uh, you know, announcement after announcement. I think it was No Man's Sky, Shenmue Three, um, was it Final Fantasy, Last, Guard, Last Guardian, yeah, La- yeah, Last Guardian. It just always oh, like, oh my. God, you know, what the hell's going on? And so, you know, it was not an ambition, but it was always something that I thought, oh, I'd love to go to that, it's just to experience it. Um, but it doesn't look as if that's likely to happen uh, because of the way that, again, through COVID, that people have gone online now, creating their own directs and all that sort of stuff, which, are, you know, they're nice, but you don't get that sort of build-up, that hype, do you, really, with those kinds of things? You mentioned this, Pete, last time, didn't you, about Resident mm. Evil? And it was yep, just, you so. don't, there's that not that build up and that excitement. It's almost just, just kind of matter of fact. And you just yeah, I don't know if that's a, an aspect of getting older as well, maybe. But yeah, it's it's sad, isn't it, Pete? Go on. What what are your thoughts on it? No, exactly the same. Um, it, it does sadly make sense from a business perspective, which sounds um, very cynical and very like, oh, you only care about the money. But it's like, you know, just it's. Like I said, it was the big. It was a big launch event, so it acquired quite a lot of like behind the scenes in terms of both from the like the publishers and the platform holders in terms of like just organizing and like oh we're going to show this, you know, and then they've got to get like a cut, you know, like a, a trailer or even like if they're going to like try and demo it live, with which has its own like sort of pitfalls that you could fall into, um, all of that stuff and and like you said, it was just it was just like for the full marketing um, outside of a pilot launch, it would be like the biggest push. It'd be like all the all the drive and so then yeah when COVID took that away it gave the company's excuse to 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 pull pull that back and, and also gain some control over it um again um and yeah I, I, I and as much as you know okay i guess that means technically you could have more of these style of like um announcements throughout the year rather than having one big um mass of them all in one go like you mentioned i just remembered that that resident evil 4 trailer that opened a, one of the sony shows like how how big and last one because like it'd been rumored but it hadn't been leaked yeah um it looked really amazing it was a really good trailer it looked really good but without that audience reaction without that pop it just felt really flat it's just like what you know it, i mean it quite literally is but it's just like watching a youtube video on your own Hmm. Um, and like, even though I'm not a wrestling fan, I always kind of like equated to that. Like, imagine watching a wrestling show and then like the crowd is just quiet. Which, which, which again, I think that happened like a bit in COVID. What do you mean? But it's just like, if you don't have the audience reacting to it, screaming and you know chanting and all that, and like gasping when something when there's a massive move or a massive you know something's a massive hit from like the top top of a cage or something. Um, it just yeah, it just seems a bit dry and lifeless it's a bit soulless isn't it i think that's i mean like when they um again when they had football matches on during covid and they had fake crowd noises it was you it just it you it didn't you could tell it was fake and it just didn't have that drama and it didn't have that excitement and then that's what kind of what you said like you said that's what it is isn't it like you said you're watching a trailer which should be whipping the crowd into a frenzy and then you're getting excited for it and it's just ah 
and then it's just like you said it, you can just stick it on youtube and you know it's just not the same is it so yeah i mean just daft things and i know it was crap but seeing connect for the first time on the stage and all that kind of stuff and going oh my god this looks awesome and whatever then they'll peter molly and you coming on with milo <laughs> <laughs> just crazy things like that there was uh, you know the, uh, was it the Konami thing that they did you know and all, there was loads of different things happening wasn't there and it was, it was I remember one year I think Microsoft just brought everybody on stage I think the um, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney came on the stage to talk about rock band and you know just all that kind of stuff you know all the ceremony all the yeah, pomp and, and the thing is like obviously what about an hour after it was announced Jeff Keighley was still pushing his his version of it and to your point of like that kind of had the same thing of like they pull out you know actors and whatever to, to present at his his the game awards or the summer games fest or whatever you know he, he presents it doesn't quite feel the same I don't know why it, it just feels much more like you know sort of like a a solo, you know, a solo ego project driven by him, as opposed to an actual sort of like coming together of, of people from all around the games industry to, to celebrate yeah, and announce things. I think that's what he's going to try and get back to. That obviously he's got the game awards. He does the um, opening night live before the, and the Gamescom stuff. So, but that was one of the nails in the coffin pre-free, wasn't it? When they parted ways with the, with him originally that's what started the whole thing when he said look i'm not i'm not going to be a part of e3 moving forward because of whatever they've had said in a meeting or however it's gone down um and, and then he went off and then when covid hit i think he, he initially is just doing he's he's taking all of the individual YouTube shows that these the companies are putting on and putting them under the flagship banner of Summer Games Fest and then with the with the idea I think probably in the next few years he would try and get a location sorted for the, during that period that Summer Games Fest period where he can start to build an event that's what I would imagine he'll he'll end up doing I know that he already has last year for and it was on a very small scale but it was just for um, journalists and to come and see a few games and that kind of thing I think it's called play. Was it called play days? I think it's called play days. Um, so I don't know if he'll grow that and try and expand that year upon year to get the bigger bigger names there. Um, but he's definitely because he's got the pull with the game. But I mean, he shows every year. The game boards is is it's incredible. That that is what you were talking about with E three. I think now that's where the magic is. Personally, for me, like I I look forward to the end of the year because you know, at the game boards you've got the awards, but really it's where they're doing announcements like that's where Elden Ring was announced um, obviously the new FromSoft Armored is it Armored Core mm-hmm. that's, that was announced there this year um, among other titles I can't think of the top of my head but I think that is slowly becoming the place to go because it's got the live audience it's got the orchestra it's it's the place to get that that buzz mm. back I think yeah you. I mean you're right in that perhaps I should be more grateful that like did that he he is at least doing that because like you said if it wasn't him then who else um who else has got that sort of the the pull and draw of it um the again the cynic in me is like feels like the game award should be more about the awards because you like again the oscars you don't i mean don't be wrong obviously it's a celebration of film but you don't it you mean the the focus is on the awards and the, the films that 
that get them. Yes, sure, you get some some publicity for future films tied to that, but like I feel like the Game Awards is still hard. Like, well, if you, if not more focused on the announcements. Yeah, um, like the Baftas. Like we just had the Baftas last week or this week. Um, for me, the Baftas are the, is the the Baftas is the award show of the year where I'm like that's the serious that's the if you want a serious award show I know they've got dice you've got dice as well but if you want a serious award show for me the BAFTAs is where I go for like okay this is my serious my serious head is on now this is my award show head this is where I would get dressed up for this the game awards is more of like a uh, the game awards I see is more like a party do you know what I mean that's more of like if you were coming around for the, for the BAFTAs I'd get out some cheese some wine you know <laughs> probably a bit of like classical music and then like for the for the game awards we'd we'd be in like like cheesy watsits and, and pizza. beer and pizza do you know what i mean that that kind of for me that's like eurovision like, that kind of thing yeah like. I mean, it's called the game awards <laughs> yeah but but you could the game awards you could sit down and go that is a popularity contest the most nine times out of ten the most popular game is going to win the game awards. You look at the BAFTAs, and it's not the case. It, it, you know, you've got you've got like um, uh, vampire, vampire survivors. Yeah. Is winning is a winning game of the year and stuff at the BAFTAs. So it's it's very much chalk and cheese. Um, but I think if you go into it with that sort of headset, head on, then you can enjoy it, get more out of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the weird thing is like maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I'm just at that point in my life where I, I think I will. I'll just catch up with it because I can't. I say I can't stay up until like three in the morning or whatever. I can, but it's just I don't have that inclination to do it anymore. I don't have that drive to do it because you know I, I'm getting an old man, so I, I need to get to sleep because you know. But it's I don't know whether it's just me because I don't watch things like Nintendo Direct live. I don't watch sony things live it's very rare that i'll do that because i think oh, i'll just watch it tomorrow do you know so maybe I, maybe it's me and maybe I, it's me how i've changed over the years i don't know um anyway so we'll we'll move on to uh what we've been playing and achieving <laughs> so, no more new segments guys oh and it wasn't really news it was just stuff i don't know what you mean but i just like talking to you guys so uh, this is the thing, isn't it? Like this podcast can be whatever we want it to be. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine, whatever. Anyway, like I said, so uh, right, uh, we'll be back in a moment to talk about what we've all been playing and achieving. Where did this come from, Auntie? Are you going to help me pack these boxes or what? We've got a flight to England. Hang on, sir. I don't want to play with my PlayStation VR too. I'm very technical these days. Is that a friendly dinosaur? Oh my god, what the f is that? <laughs> bat! Bat! Is that a storm bird? Just let me kill the dino machines. Oh no! Sean! Ozzy, what's wrong? I think it's Stormbird trying to bite my head off. That Stormbird needs to get at the back of the line. I'm looking for pleasure. <laughs> this is amazing. Please do something. 
Okay, right, we are back. And so we're going to talk about what games we've been playing, what's been entertaining us, what's been frustrating us. Um, where shall I start? I'll go to you first, Pete. So um, you have been carrying on with your alphabet challenge. You've been doing this for a year and a bit now, haven't you, When you since you first started it? I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yep, that's right. Yeah, still, still getting it, uh, plugging away at it. So, so how many letters uh, have you got left to go so so since we last recorded, I've planned them six games. Only three of those actually counted towards the alphabet challenge because um, I just I just took a break and started playing some other games. So I've I've now done nineteen letters. Ooh. Uh, and 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 well, that includes that includes the numbers. So I've got uh, got my maths eight or so left. Yeah. To do. Um, and I'm getting down to the, the sort of trickier letters. Like, I think I've talked before about my struggle to find a decent X game. And, like, I've got things like Q and, let's say, like, obvious, like, lots of titles to pick from. Um, but, yeah, I, I will get to that. So, uh, like I said, yeah, so six games I've planned since last recorded. Uh, first one, which was did count towards my alphabet challenge, was for, was for W, and that was uh, We Were Here Together. Um, You've been playing a lot of these, haven't you? These are like yeah, co-op so puzzle is, games. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So this is the third or four um, online asymmetric puzzle games uh, where you're playing survivors going through a sort of uh, creepy-ish castle. Um, and the idea is that like, you're going through puzzles with them, but each, each uh, player, each character is seeing a different thing and then you have to, to do a lot of communication trying to discuss what you're seeing and how that relates to what the other player is seeing in their room um so i've been playing these i played all of these with my my friend mark um from work uh we really enjoyed them it's like it this this one it, like like this, like this third in the series some of the the, the novelties worn off a little bit because it's like the first couple of times, they're like, I've, there's not been many other games I've played like this. Mm. Obviously, playing a third one where it's in a... And again, because it's a continuation of the series, it's in a fairly similar setting. Like, there are some some differences, obviously, but yeah, it's still roughly the same castle setting. Um, so yeah, some of that that initial novelty and shine has worn off a little bit, but I'm still enjoying them. Uh, we both like a puzzle game. Uh, you... Is there uh, yep. repetition, Pete? Have you found that because you've played one, two, and three? Is there, yeah. is there much you notice the same similar like puzzles and stuff? No, actually, you know they're pretty good in in changing them up. Like um, there might be some like sort of similar mechanics that you recognize, but it's not like they just reskin. You know, it's not like it's exactly the same as like a puzzle you got in the first game, and then they just change the order or something like that no it's nothing like that they are genuinely different uh, and they do yeah they do a good job of that and um i've also think they've done quite a good job of resisting making them too obtuse again there, obviously there are times when you're sitting there trying to work out and you can't quite get your head around what you need to do um but it's never frustrating enough that you need to look up a guide and it's never like this is going to be a slightly weird comparison but like my my thing with the destiny raids was that um i love the raids and i love doing the first few um because they had a puzzle element to them but they were still flexible enough that you could mess up if that makes sense and still get through it whereas as they went along they just know it like bungie kind of just picked up they're like everyone loved it and they're like they had this whole thing about who could do it quickest so they made them start making it much more harder and like if 
the moment one person messed up, it was just over. It was, you just couldn't do it. And that, that kind of always frustrates me. It was just like, especially someone who like, you know, it's hard enough for us, us free to find a time to record. Can you imagine what it's like when you're trying to find six people to all get on at the same time? And just yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, and just like making it so hard and making it like so punishing that any mistake just made, it just, it just ended up not being fun. Um, but anyway, yes, these are great fun. If you do, if you have a person you can play with online, I highly recommend them. Uh, you need to play through this one twice, so basically once as each character, so you get to see every puzzle through once, and that will get you to plan them. So there's no nothing like missable. There's no like previous games had had a challenge where you had to I think you had to complete the games without dying because you can like fa- which is like failing the puzzle basically, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It just resets you back back at the beginning of the puzzle. Um, but it was a trophy for that. But it's nothing like that in this one. So yeah, it's pretty pretty straightforward, and yeah, it's just good fun. So, I mean, they sound like um, the Dark Pictures games in as much as that those are, like I said, asymmetrical. So, you, you know, one character is seeing something and the other character is seeing something else. And so you're kind of talking through that experience, uh, you know, what they're doing. So they, they do sound fun. I mean, are they expensive as well? or No, they're fairly, they're fairly cheap and they, they, you can buy them as a bundle, I'm pretty sure, for all of them. Um I, I'd have to double check, but I think it's it's around sort of you know fifteen sixteen pounds. Mm. You know, like a, a it's, it's an yeah, they're definitely like uh, an indie appropriate indie level of, mm. of price. And once you'd played through it and you'd done the puzzle, so I'm going thinking back to Save Room, which we talked about last time. Mm. So once you'd done them, although you're experiencing them from a different perspective, did you know what you were doing? Like, obviously, yeah, so did that, that yeah, half yeah. the time of playthrough? Yeah, definitely, yeah. The second time, you definitely get through a lot quicker. Okay. But yeah, exactly for that. You know what the end goal is. You're just, yeah, you're just seeing what it's like for the other person. Okay. And at that point, did that feel like, feel like a drag or a chore, or was it just kind of fun still doing it from the other perspective? No, I think it's still interesting. I think I would have won, like, even if it wasn't for the, for the trophies, I think I would have wanted to anyway, just because... It's it's just a thing of when someone's describing it to you, and you obviously have, like you form a picture in your head, but then when you've actually experienced it for yourself, you're like, oh, actually, mm. it seems like this. Mm. Um, so no, no, I, I think they're good fun. Cool. What else? Uh, what? Sure. And then like moving on, so this is another one that came towards my alphabet challenge. This was for for a P, please, Bob. This is for Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> Um, you got to be a certain age to get that reference. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you get that reference, uh, Tom? I do, yeah. Oh, that's all right then. That's okay. Uh, got a lot of blockbusters, and I don't mean the video into saw. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm, I'm also old enough to remember that, and that is a painful. That's a painful <laughs> uh, yeah, Power Simulator. I mean, is, is this. What, I, can't, I can't remember what, they were, we were, what people were calling them. It's like dad simulators. It's like, why, why are you making a game out of something that seems so boring and mundane um there's a lot of these type of games though isn't there i yeah, think yeah um you know farming simulator and and um well but there's tons of them isn't there uh there's i know da- dave simulator. yeah dave likes a lot of that actually yeah that's a good one because uh, i'm sure he reviewed it for the website and you know it's like i mean lawnmower simulator isn't a new concept i remember that came out on the zx spectrum but obviously it's it's changed a little bit since then but it's just yeah it's like these kind of menial jobs that you don't really want to do but they end up making uh, a, a kind of i suppose a 
you know, a trance-like type game where you can just relax to them and just chill and it gives you a job or a focus and that's it. You know, you can just relax. They're not stressful games generally, I would imagine. But no, I must admit, the thought of them, the thought of like seeing it here and just power washing something is, is quite, it sounds quite therapeutic. Like it's a you know, wind down at the end of the day. I can imagine the appeal is quite nice. Mm. And it's had some yeah. interesting D- DLC as well, I think, hasn't it? It's um, Yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny because it's actually published by Square Enix, so it's had some funny tie-ins. So it's that, like, um, it's had Tomb a tie-in Raider, with Team Raider, yeah, where you, you, know, you have to clean, clean up the, the Croft Manor. Um, and then, yeah, the, the newest one, which I haven't played, but I did play the Croft one, but it was, it was um, tying into the Final Fantasy VII remake where you had to clean up various things from Midgar. Um like and like clouds motorbike and things like that yeah that's quite cool uh yeah and, you, and i think you've, you've exactly nailed it so this is actually i do find it a lot of fun and just to relax you when you like you know maybe at the end of the day when you're just tired and you don't want to focus too much on like a story driven game or like you know sweat it out in the in call of duty or something it's actually quite nice to just do this or like maybe stick on a podcast and just sort of like zone out a bit and listen to that um it's also got very satisfying. Like it sounds really, it sounds really dumb, but like um, when you fully clean an object, it makes a very satisfying ding noise. <laughs> it's quite, it's, it's, it really gets the um, uh, what's the what's the you know the like the pleasure hormones going. Oh, and you're like, it's lots of my tongue. Uh, endorphins. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, just just like ding. It's like yeah, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, you know what? So, and now I'm gonna to have to try and find that ding and put it into the, this podcast because I don't know what you. All I can picture is like the original, like um, when you get a, a, an achievement pop up, you know that kind of that sound. Yeah, I mean, it's you know. it's a similar thing, isn't it? It's just it's just a satisfying noise to to indicate you've finished or done something. So yeah, same sort of thing. Um, obviously, yes, yes, it's 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 a game about mundane activity, but it gets to go slightly fantastical. You're definitely cleaning some weird objects. Um, I mean, like what? Day, what kind of things? Just give yeah, us. What's the weirdest thing that you've cleaned? Oh, I, there, there is, there is arguably a story. You're not playing the game for the story, but you end up cleaning some. Oh, God, I don't know. I should spoil it. Uh, some, some objects don't appear to be from this world, anyway. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. You definitely go. You definitely the story goes definitely goes some weird places. So you definitely get. Some, but then, but then again, you also clean like a penny farthing. So, so it's, it, when you said that, my you can imagine where my mind yeah, went. <laughs> you know, clearing a whore, cleaning a whorehouse or something like that, or you know, just uh, you know, like a sex shop or something ridiculous. That's that's well, my mind just goes. Yeah, you can tell what kind of where I'm, how I'm wired. But anyway, sorry. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting DLC. <laughs> yeah, house house clean. Can you get these sheets? Um, oh. You know, just. <laughs> Sorry. Why, why are you power washing your sheets, Chris? Well, you never know what you don't want. Oh, it's on my sheets, but you know. Anyway, go on. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, to that point about like, you do power definitely power wash inside of of buildings where you definitely shouldn't want to be spraying water. So hey, why not? Um, yeah, and then just to, sorry, I know I'm interrupting here, but have you have you guys ever used a power washer like in real life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is really satisfying. It is really, really like um, like ASMR relaxing vibes, I find. It, it is. And also, but it's, um, 
like I don't know. It's like your, my hand vibrates after you've done it. You know, and you kind of you do it for a long period of time. It's like God, oh. and then it, you know, it's just the. You, you know, it's painful as well. Like if you spray yourself or something, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. But no, I just spray my foot just to see what it feels like. I shouldn't do that really. But anyway, take the skin off. Anyway, sorry, carry on. No, I, I can segue that into some of the mechanics. Obviously, you're just spraying stuff with water. But what it what it does is that um, you can attach lots of different nozzles onto your power washer, which either affect like how wide a surface they spray it covers but then it'll be less powerful or you can have a very very like narrow focused beam which is really good for like say something that requires a lot of power like rust or something like that so they have like they have different levels of of dirt on 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 the um objects um <laughs> and yeah there is something very base and satisfying about cleaning the mud off or like something that looks like ridiculously like comically filthy um, so is, it, is this going to gateway drag you into other simulators do you think you see yourself well, doing more I mean so this, this isn't actually my first so I was going to mention like uh, I've planned and played um, House Flipper um, and I'd actually argue that overall that's a better game because what's that House Flipper House, House Flipper it's a similar concept of like you're buying like derelict houses and then doing them up so you buy the house and you have to first up to clean all the rubbish and all the outsides and get it all and then you get to paint it redecorate uh change the room layout if you want to install like the appliances and then you're trying to sell the house for the max you know a maximum profit hence house flipper you're flipping, oh, you know okay. you're, you're buying cheap houses doing it up and so that kind of has the same like therapeutic um reward of like here's something that's disgusting and then at the end of it you get something nice out of it but also it, it kind of gives you that bit of creativity which i'm not saying i'm a creative person but it's like you know you can decorate the living room blue if you wanted and so on uh and then they're like, like they want to do is like if you've got a particular set like buyer they might like ask for like specific things of like they want you know a shower room installed which means you gotta like smash down a wall and then put like all like tiles into that room and yeah and anyway uh, I'd say like House is probably the better game, and it gives you more variety. Where but Power Powershell is still like yeah, it's still good fun. I think the one thing it's a bit long. Like it took me forty five hours to plan, and when I when I said out loud, I'm like God, that was wow. A long time. I'm say it didn't feel like it wasn't it didn't feel that bad when you're playing it because this isn't the sort of game I'd I'd recommend. Yeah, like playing nonstop all week. I think you'd get pretty bored of it. Like like the way I was playing it, of like doing bits here and there. Um, and it, and it's pretty generous for the saves. Like you can save at pretty much any point, so it's not like you don't lose any progress. It's not like you have to finish off a level uh, and then and then come back to it, come back to the net, net later. You can just yeah save it at any point. Hmm. Mm. Uh, and then any interesting trophies or any any interesting or difficult yeah, so ones? No, most most of it's straightforward. Just for like uh, completing the game with a, like a, like a freestyle rating, but that's just you're going to be doing that anyway that basically just means that you don't quit a job early um so that's fine uh some of the levels have like weird requirements for trophies but even if you miss them you can there's a chapter selection you can easily go back at the end of the game oh these weird things like you know um in a garden cleaning the patio stones first out of anything or uh in a there's like a like a park toilet um and you have to clean the toilets last so you clean everything around it but leave the toilets to last okay 
Um, <laughs> again, then... my mind's going to some strange places when you're describing this game. Sorry, it's just that you like put cleaning public toilets and all that sort of stuff. Sorry. Anyway, uh, and then yeah, so I, I, I even mentioned really mentioned the dings, but there is actually they even they even know it themselves. There's a trophy called Good Dings to Come, which is uh, you have to complete 95% of any job without completing any of the tasks. So that's actually a lot harder than it sounds because, like, uh, on a I don't know, say you're cleaning a van, like everything counts towards, so like that, a brake light counts as one thing, There's a, the wing mirror counts as one thing, the wheel counts as one thing, the tyre counts as another thing. So actually to complete 95% of a job without actually fully completing any one of those individual components, it's actually surprisingly hard. Um, I actually ended up doing it on the penny farthing, so like just, you know, an old bicycle because it's rusty, which means that you can you mean you can sort of safely clean it overall uh and then use a very focused spray to to clean off like individual bits of rust and without like making sure you you don't finish off any particular bit like the pedal or the handlebars or anything like that mm. would, would you recommend it if 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 you're looking for something to relax with and um you don't mind like sort of first person mechanics. I think it's I think it's good fun. You can play you can play in co op as well. Although I gather I played also like gather that only the host will get trophies. Uh, a bit like Far Cry kind of thing. Yeah, which is a bit a bit annoying. It's a bit annoying. You, you tempted by this, Tom? Do you, know, do you know what I am? And I think it's an age thing. I think it's like we were saying earlier. Like I'm, I'm I am tempted just to have one a game on a game on there where I'm like, you know, I can't handle. Call of Duty tonight, like Pete said, or, or Hades or whatever, and I just need to just relax. I can just come down, come down and spend a couple of hours just just spraying water from the. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see the appeal. Mm. It sounds nuts if you said that to me, like I don't know, ten yeah. years ago. I say, yeah, you're yeah. a laugh, sort of wasting my time, but it, genuinely, I think it's just a stage of life thing, isn't it? Probably, yeah. Really. See, I yeah. could only go on. On, I was going to say the only thing you can't clean is Chris's dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, that's, nothing's going to do that. Um, but no, it's. Um, I think it's one of those games where if I think I, my wife came in and watched and saw me playing it, she'd be like, "There are real jobs you could be doing in the house." Yeah. I, uh, I, there definitely were people at work who mentioned that. They're like, you know, you can do that in real life. But like I said, I was like, I'm not going to spray the inside of my house with a power washing. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't got a penny farthing. I can't imagine that you're going to clean yeah. either. So, yeah. And you just keep all the skin on your feet as well. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Brilliant. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, I, I guess from the relaxing to the ridiculous. What's next on your list? Yeah. So this this was one I didn't intend to play, and I didn't intend to plan them. Um, but what it is, I I was my I was looking for something to play with the kids. Um, that was sort of like you know appropriate even for my youngest um and then i i suddenly realized that uh this game had like up to four player co-op um that, you know drop in drop out and was pretty uh pretty accessible to all so this is goat simulator 3 mm. um another simulator another, another simulator very much different <laughs> simulator, there's no doubt um Yes, yes. Despite the title, it's the second game. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like most people are probably familiar with the first game. It's been out 
for ages. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, but the name, yes, you're playing as a goat. No, it's not a serious simulator. It's um, kind of reliant on sort of wacky physics for things. So like, uh, you're doing a lot of licking, licking things and with objects, <laughs> just so, tongue and Pete, running you got to stop. Seriously, come on, you, you, you're killing me now. I mean, really, you know, you know, it doesn't take much to set me off. So come on. <laughs> It's like word association, isn't it? When you kind of say things like you've, Pete, uh, Tom said spraying earlier on, and my mind just is going all over the shop. Sorry, carry on. What, what, I don't know what you mean, Chris. What's wrong with licking? <laughs> carry on, carry on. Did you see the size of the tongue? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's <goes> everywhere. <laughs> Chris is going to break it a bit. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, I have to um, turn my camera off. I think in a minute, but anyway, go on, carry on. Yeah, so see that seat start reclining. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make a mess on the seat. It's I've only had it for like five days. So anyway, go on. Yeah, so this is uh arguably more of a game than the first one, but like I say, it all kind of focuses on the, the craziness. Um it 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 has its moments, like it's got a lot of pop culture humour and it's a bit hit and miss. There's like I don't know, there's like there's a bit that's meant to be like PT. Um, but, oh, like, wow. Okay. It, the thing is, that, so it's, it's got like a kind of an open world map um, to explore, and there's lots of like little things around the map you can find and interact with. Like I said, like, so you go to. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. It's like there's a zone that's like quiet mountain or something stupid like that instead of Silent Hill. And then you go into the rest, like the, the rest stop, and is that, then it turns into PT. Um, but obviously, like I said, like that reference is completely lost on, like, say, my kids. Hmm. Yeah. And there's, and there's a lot of little things like that where it's just like, uh, it's like, oh, that's this reference, but it's like it, they don't get it. So like for them, the 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 humor comes from the slapstick, from like chasing after each other and like headbutting each other and sending him flying across the map. But isn't that um, a bit like um, retro? Uh, retro. Met. Uh, got Lego City Undercover. In as much as that, there are quite a few references in that that the kids wouldn't get. Um, like the Shawshank Redemption, like there's a section in that, isn't there, where he goes into prison and basically the guy that you're talking to, he, it's like the Shawshank Redemption. Um, and then there's another, like uh, Starsky and Hutch, but they yes. they won't well, kids won't know who Starsky and Hutch no, is, of course not. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and other things like that. So it's I think that a lot of that stuff is like particularly with the Lego games is built in for like the adults, isn't it? It's like I suppose like you said, the kids look at things on a different level, you know, and they're doing that for the adults who like, oh yeah, okay, I get that one, you know. Yeah, I mean potentially. It's it's a it's a weird it's a weird Venn diagram of people who are really into PT and really into Goat Simulator. Um <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, sure. I mean the, like the thing is, like, there's actually, I guess it's, you know, I'm being sniffy, but it's like, I guess it's more for, like, people who enjoy video games, because there's a lot of, ref- in the PT one, it's actually, like, fairly detailed, so it's like, the corridor repeats in, like, roughly the same order, you get the bit with, like, people in the bathroom, you get the phone ringing, you get the radio playing, doing, doing weird stuff, you even have, the, like, the little balcony, like, sorry, I'm, I'm talking, like, you guys, you guys know about PT. Yeah, like, no, I haven't I, I, played I, it, but I've watched enough YouTube things to understand. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because you don't like scary stuff, and that was no, no, pretty that was creepy. Pretty scary. Yeah, 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 that was there's, yeah, actually really creepy. They've even got the bit where there's like a balcony and you can see the ghost looking down at you. 
Mm-hmm. So they actually have that, even even though it's not ghost, it's like just a cardboard cutter in the game in in, in Ghost Simulator. But they even have that. Do you mean so? It's everyone, everyone just wants some detail to. to they must have really like PT to you know, <laughs> you know, put it into the game that much. Yeah, but then, but then later on you'll be like. You try not booing. to say licking now, aren't you? I can oh, tell. I was, I was about to say something ruder, but I was like, yeah, you're, you're pooing as an animal and and slipping on it and. Okay. Yeah. Bit of scatological fun. <laughs> awesome. I, and I don't want to know what videos you've been watching, Chris, with that, where that gets involved. No, uh, that, that, that's not my thing. Uh, there are some boundaries. There are lines, you know. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, I've thrown on. you my, now. My, my, my train of thought is completely crashed. It's just like. <laughs> um. My job yeah, today was to try and break you, Pete, and that's I think I'm I'm achieving that. But <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. yeah, I put that sound in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's lots of so there's lots of things around about to interact with. Um, they have like light puzzle elements, so they, they like give you like a cryptic clue of like there's a trophy for becoming an egg, and it's just like there's no further explanation, so you're gonna have to work out what on earth that means and what it involves. Mm. Um, and then. Once you get around that, and once you've gone out exploring the map and sort of picking up, like you can equip your goat with lots of different. This like they have actually have different slots for equipment. So like you have a thing on your back, so like a jetpack. You can have a thing on your shoes. Like you can have stilts, so that like, means you can get you up to higher things. You can have uh, a thing on your head that um, you can have. You know, it'd be silly for things like uh, you can get things that shoot like laser beams out of your eyes or. Um, you get a megaphone on your head that makes people you know, you can shout orders at people and they'll follow you and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's all very very silly stuff. Um but then there are two grindy trophies that you have to sort of be aware of, which is um you trusted your instincts, which is completing all instincts. And instincts are sort of like mini in game challenges where it'd be like things like balance on a bicycle for one minute. Which is actually when you're a goat it's a lot harder than it sounds. Mm. Um and then the other one is uh, Try Hard 2, which is finding all trinkets. And trinkets are gold statue collectibles that are all over the, the map. Uh, there's like, a, uh, I can't remember the exact number. I think it's about 120 to find. Um, and why well, I did end up using a guide for it in the end because I, fa- I found like about, I don't know, 100 or so naturally. Um, so it's just like, just needed to find those last bit. And the, the, what it, the, the game does well on like something like GTA is like they actually label them so like you know that like in this area you've got one, three, and five, but you haven't got two and four. So you, you know it's pretty straightforward to find the guide and then it's like, oh yeah, okay, that's where I need to go. Um, but yeah, it's good fun. I mean, the only thing that the again like Power of Shinomoto, you know, I'm playing Call of my Kids, but only the host gets the trophies, which is a bit unfortunate. Mm. Uh, so I did end up like, you know. My kids are still playing it, that's why I'm fun of it, but I ended up just to wrap up the trophy, I did it on my own, um, solo. Mm. Have you got any interest in these type of games, uh, Tom? Um, no, not really. I've got an interest in terms of, like, I wouldn't mind giving it a go. I said, like, we were an expo. I'd give it a go, definitely, just to see what it is like, but I don't think I would. Mm. I don't see myself sitting down and playing it. At home, but then again, you know, you never know. It's it's trying to be one of those games that you might pick up on on PS Plus or something like that, and then give it a go one evening and think, oh, actually, I really like this. I'm gonna 
keep playing more of it but it wouldn't be a purchase I wouldn't go and buy it um, mm. put it that way I think I'm kind of I lean more towards the fact that it's almost like there was this seems to be like a spate of these type of janky physics type games like uh, Octodad I Am Bread um, what was the, the, this uh, Goat Simulator obviously there was um, there's other ones where I know the point of them is that the controls aren't great or you have to fight with them and then oh Surgeon Simulator and you know you have to do all these kind of things don't you and then it ends up being in a bit of a slapstick type situation yeah and Gang, Gang Beast was kind of like that as well wasn't it? like a little bit yeah I mean, uh, you'd like grabbing on with the hand, individual hands and stuff like that kind of thing yeah, and then it's one of those where I have I've tried a couple of them like I am bred Octo Dad and um, I have played Goat Simulator a little bit. And again, it's like similar to what you said about I think I put it on because I thought the kids will enjoy it because it's stupid, isn't it? And you, they do stupid things like you know I think you go down like a slide or whatever and into a swimming pool in the first one and all sorts of random shit and I I don't know the to me. I don't, maybe it's the grumpy side of me, you know, <laughs> makes me sort of think that, you know, you've kind of made a game that it's almost like you can get away with it being shit because it's that's the point almost. It's like you, the controls don't have to be precise. The, the controls don't have to be very good, um, you know, and the graphics don't have to be very good. But and then I suppose maybe there's a little fun part of me that thinks, oh, stop being such a grumpy git, you know, and just um, accept it for what it is. But I don't know if I, uh, they're not, this, they're not for me put it like that I don't think you know it's not really something that I tend to gravitate towards but um but again maybe it is because it was all those things like the, the you know the YouTubers would play them wouldn't they you know or streamers because they're just daft uh, or things like Five Nights at Freddy's and things like that isn't it because it's it's the reactions of what's happening and people playing up to that I don't know maybe I'm just being grumpy just <laughs> <laughs> but but you had fun with it. I mean, you've obviously finished it. You know, you took the time to take, yeah. finish it on your own. But we... I love licking the objects. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you say that, it's like, oh, why isn't this game for me? But you know, you get to lick your own shit or whatever it is. But um, I don't know. But yeah, that that type. It's just kind of I don't know. They're they're not really me I don't you think it is like that though it's a little bit more like it would be a good social like say like we were hanging out before the game awards got our cheesy got our cheesy crisps got our birds I'd be like oh just, just play some let's stick around on some goat simulator for an hour before the game awards starts and we'd all be having fun everyone would yeah. be laughing and I can see that kind of vibe to it definitely like it was maybe it's just again it just goes down to where your situation is at the time yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, no, and I'm, I'm loving the fact that you, you kind of like you're selling this party. I was like, I want to come round your house <laughs> later on in the year just to watch the game awards. So, because like you know, the cheesy what's it? Well, the... Yeah, what would we play for the BAFTAs? Papers, please. Something like really serious. Uh... <laughs> Co-op papers, please. Really. Co-op papers, please. Yeah, take it in turn. You check. Yeah, control. you check that. I've got to check this. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Right. Very good. Um, what? Moving on then. So that uh, wasn't that wasn't part of your because um, G G G. Fucking hell! I can't speak. G was. Uh, what was your G? Have you done a G? What was my G. I G was the Grand Tour game. Oh yes, of course. Yes. There you are. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So like I said, that that one I wasn't intending to play or even platinum, but then I actually 
like I mean, to your point, Chris, I think they all, they are all valid points. This is arguably a better game than Ghost Simulator One and Iron Bridge. Well, in my opinion, Iron Bridge and all those sort of other fronts. But yes, the the main attraction is still the the weird physics and stuff going weird, you know, mad. Um, but I did enjoy it more than I expected. Mm. Enough enough to platinum it. Do you mean I didn't? I could have just left it as the game I'm playing with the kids. But I actually like did did find it enjoyable enough to do it. Um, I must admit I don't know why I started playing this next game. Um, I think I think it came up that like one of my friends was playing it, and I was like curious. Like I think mainly from the second word in the title, um, it kind of just like oh, I wonder what this game is, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just give this a go when I'm bored. Uh, this is Geometric Sniper on the PS5. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is my 126th platinum. Not uh, yeah, it's not uh, yeah another G, so not part of my alphabet challenge. Um, unlike the previous games I've mentioned so far, I wouldn't recommend this. Um, it basically looks, sounds, and plays like those uh, like a flash game. Do you remember the, those those days of like newsground games and like. Just, just playing crappy little stickmen games yeah. on, on an internet browser um, from the early days of the internet. Um, it kind of reminds me of that. And that's, you know, that sounds a bit disparaging, but it really did. Uh, it's essentially actually a hidden object game. So, you know, like those type of games where it's like, find, I don't know, click on the click on the thing that looks like a feather or something. Um, or something phallic in Chris's, Chris's mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but obviously, the, what they're doing here is that you're a sniper, and you have to. So you have a you have a like a target and a briefing beforehand. Uh, so you might be looking for someone with like I don't know a round head, glasses, and a bow tie. But then you ha- you have to look for a crowd of like loads of different people who also like have round heads, maybe slightly different glasses, and like slight like stripes on their bow tie instead. Mm. And you you kind of got to pick them out. It's like um, those one but with a gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there's three main modes, and this, you'll get most of the treasure just completing three modes. Like there's there's adventure, which is just arguably a story mode, but the, story, the story's garbage. So you don't you're not playing it for the story. Um, elite, which is basically just the same but harder because then you can't zoom the sniper rifle or hold your breath, so it just makes it like even more tedious because you're just like then having to deal with like the the, the controls waving around everywhere. Um, and then find, which is very much then, then where Wally, where's Wally? Where it's like, rather than shooting people, you're now going to find objects in the environment. So it'll like be like, yeah, and you have a time limit. So it'd be like, you have three minutes to shoot like 20 clocks or something like that. Mm. Um, and they won't be hidden. Like, and they, they do some some sneaky stuff. Like they'll have, even though it's a clock, they'll have like ones that like move back and forth. So like, and behind a curtain. So like you only briefly see it. And so you kind of have to like, do have to look around quite hard. They're not like just immediately out in the, in the open. Um, only only sort of variation on those trophies to mention are like there's three different death trophies so it just means on three of the story levels you can kill your target in a different way than than just shooting them uh but like oddly some of them are more obvious than just shooting them so like there's one level where you're at a, like a hot air balloon festival which sounds weird but basically yeah and then you got to find the, the the there's an enemy sniper basically in one of the balloons and you just have to like find them as all the balloons are sort of like you know, moving across each other and, you know, going left to right, up and down. Um, but of course, you're meant to shoot him, but obviously you can't, what you can do is just shoot the hell, hit the hot air balloon he's in and, and it's a much bigger target and that will count as like an alternative there. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it, it, so it's only took me three hours to play them. It's not a long game. I mean, I guess, you know, if you wanted a quick and easy platinum that and it requires more effort than, you know, those those hideous like two minute clicker games or whatever, then maybe have a maybe check it out. But I yeah, not I wouldn't recommend it personally. Mm. See, so I'm looking at a video of it now and it, it looks that's interestingly enough, I suppose. But my kids like though well my youngest likes those type of books where you've got to find certain things within the books you know and they're, they're just kind of populated with loads of stuff she she enjoys those and i was thinking oh that this could be something that she might like and then i've just I watched it and actually when you shoot somebody there's a little blood splatter and stuff yeah, yeah you're probably blowing their brains out yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm not so sure anymore um so although saying that we watched arachnophobia with the kids the other that was a big mistake because um, uh, i thought oh it's a pg you know what i mean it's like it's Scared the crap out of them. Anyway, they and yeah, they they're now convinced spiders everywhere. Yes. Yeah, well, we had a few sleepless nights. Put it like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, uh, this two. It's two pound fifty, I think, isn't it? Um, I've just had yes. a quick look on the store. Yeah. I mean, I, I must admit, I don't know. It, it kind of it does. It wouldn't surprise me. It turns out it was actually like a mobile game first, and then got ported over. Okay, Inter- again, so because there's a, a sale on at the moment. I hope when people listen to this, it won't be, but there's always a sale on PlayStation. But um, we looked at this, and there are some games on there for like seven p, you know, uh, which I know we've I've played some some bad games uh, just to get the platinum. I did that a couple of years ago. But I'm almost kind of curious just to try... Like, I mean, how many games could, could you buy? Like, setting myself a little challenge with £2, you know, and you could probably get about 10 games or something for £2 um, and just seeing what they are actually like, what question, you know, how actual good the quality is of them. Um, but can I be asked? That's the thing. I'm, I think it's just the, the fact that I can get a game for 7 pence you know it's it's stupid so um but yeah um but it, it is it is one of those cheaper games i guess isn't it so yeah i didn't realize there was that much crap on the playstation store it just it kind of feels a little bit like you know when you first had an iphone and yeah exactly there's like seven every game was like 79p or something ridiculous wasn't it and now yeah anyway go on then moving on Cool, and then much more uh, main focus, probably one of the, the games I've been looking forward to playing for quite a long time. Uh, this was Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Uh, and this was C in my Alphabet Challenge. I must admit, I, I was planning to do Cyberpunk, but unfortunately I never got around to it. But like, I, I've always been really keen to play Crisis Core. I've never played the PSP original. Um, but obviously I, 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 was a, I was a fan of Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played the remake, admittedly. Um, but I was always curious because everyone sort of went on about it and how it tied into the original game. So I was always really curious to try it out. Um, yeah, and it, I I really enjoyed it. It's the graphics look stunning. Like even Bay One, this isn't like this is what they're doing. What they, they're doing what they can with a PSP game. Like and I, I'd imagine the remake probably even looks better. Um, but it's quite funny because obviously uh, they're using the the sort of upscaled PSP original like cutscene videos. And now the in-game graphics actually look better than those cutscenes. And I remember obviously being, you know, when you're younger and you're watching, you're playing Final Fantasy and you're thinking like that's the pinnacle of like, of graphics. It's never going to get better than this. And then here you are, where it devolves has been reversed. It's like actually the, the, the cutscenes don't look as good now. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and then again, being an old fart and a purist, I was being like, oh, I preferred Final Fantasy when it was turn-based. Um, so I was a bit sniffy at the combo, but actually, it, it, you get used to it quite quickly and you kind of get into it. Um, it takes maybe an hour to start getting like decent material and decent spells, uh, and then you quickly feel quite quite powerful and like fights are over very quickly, so it doesn't feel like nearly as like you know. There's not a problem where you just everything feels you know sponging you there for hours, um, or just fighting like a standard enemy. Um, yeah, I had had it fun. It took about fifty hours to plan them. Unfortunately, the plan them is quite tedious. So, the game itself is fine, but uh, the plan them has. Well, the game has lots of repetitive, like, samey side missions. And there's only, like, five different environments. And, I again, I appreciate this is probably a limitation of the PSP hardware at the time. Where it's, like, it's basically going to be, like, a lot of bite-sized missions. But they all boil down to the same thing of, like, just exploring the environment and just combat. There's no real... There's nothing else to do, really. Um, and then a lot of the other trophies are, are missable. And there's no chapter select. And... So I said at the start, I enjoyed this game. I didn't enjoy it enough that I'd want to play it through again because I missed something. Um, which did mean, unfortunately, that I played virtually the whole game with a guide to hand. Um, just to make sure, like, I basically, just, like, I followed, like, a guide where it's like, he would tell you, like, make sure before you, you know, you go past this certain point that you've done this, this, and this. Mm. It, wouldn't necessarily expect, it wouldn't necessarily spell out how to do it, but it's just like, just make sure you've done that. Because once you go past this point, you can't return, sort of thing. Yeah, I was looking at that actually, talking about missable trophies. That um, I think because I want to play through. Um, oh God, what's the science fiction Mass Effect? I wanted to play through Mass Effect um, again, and but looking at the guide for that, there's quite a lot of missable trophies for that, and it kind of almost made me think. And I have played through that game already, so it's not as if I'd be spoiling it for myself. But you know, kind of do I want to? almost enjoy the game for what it is or it's kind of like stop and start and looking oh, am i missing this or i should be doing this do, do you know what i mean it's so so oh i'm not certain about how i want to do that um so yeah I, that's an interesting one it's like missable trophies about unless you're following a guide purely following a guide it, it, did it take away the enjoyment did it make it feel more tedious for you i, I mean definitely like I, I mean we've spoken about it before like when we talked about guides and far like that's not my preferred way of playing games um i don't like yeah even i'm I, like i wasn't fast really fast about spoilers but at the same time i don't want it to be like just just rotely following what someone's telling me to do to complete the game i kind of want to experience it myself yeah but like i said at the same time i can you know i'd like it. i enjoyed the game i'm glad i played it i didn't i wouldn't want to play it again yeah if i'd missed something i would have been pissed and i probably wouldn't have then planned it uh so it was bad it was better that way but yeah i would rather play a game on my own terms basically first time round. yeah um, I think that's that's going just going back to what I was doing with like Dark Souls and stuff because I played through that game and I've I've finished it so I know what's coming so I, and that yeah. was like what I was doing I was following a guide and literally copying what was uh, this person was doing to get the platinum trophy so you know you kind of uh, I suppose you you arguably you know it, it, is it there's there a sense of achievement there because you're not really doing it on your own but. At the same time, like I said, with things like that, it was interesting for me to experience that game through a different perspective 
so I suppose it was different in that respect. Do you know what I mean? Because th- that game can be quite open-ended in ten- terms of how you tackle it. So yeah, it, it's it's just an interesting thought, sort of like you know how you tackle games and and whatever and how you do them. Yeah, definitely. Um, Comptrovy's dimensions. So Soldier of Legend is just cleaning the game on hard, but you don't actually have to play the game in hard. You can just literally play it on normal and wipe for the final boss. Just change it to hard. So that makes it pretty straightforward. Uh, and then, like most Final Fantasy game, there's an optional super hard boss called Minerva. So this is for Divine Rule Broken. Um, but as it happens, in order to get mission completionist, which is complete 100% of these like um, side missions I, I was mentioning before, uh, the final, essentially the final side mission is is fighting Minerva. So you'd have to to do that anyway if you're going for the the plan. Mm. Story wise, because Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, and ten, well, that's kind of where I stopped playing them. I suppose where you know, lore is generally lauded for the story and the characters. And but what was it like yeah. with these? Yeah, I mean that was a funny one because again, part of the reason that I really wanted to play is that I'd heard so much about the story. I heard you know how it tied in there, like essentially, like the term is I I heard it was essentially it was like it was really essential to to what to play it to understand the story, whereas. Like I feel like that was definitely a bit oversold because, like, by the end of it, I was just a bit like, "Yeah, okay." Like, I don't, I don't remember. Do you have you guys played Seven? Do you remember much of the story? I can't, I can't remember the story. No, I want to play the remake, but I'm not around to playing that yet. Yeah, play, yeah, played Seven. So you know, remember Cloud? Remember uh, the? Yeah, is it Garrett? Was it Garrett? Is he? Was he character? Um, Barrett, sorry, not but Garrett. Ares, that's how well I remember it. Um, uh, and the, is it Ares as well? Ares. Ares. Yeah, it only that varies by Sephiroth, all that kind, of, and the the, the yeah, big fight yeah. at so, the end. Sephiroth and all that sort of stuff, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, this game does that sort of annoying Japanese thing of where like all of the like everyone turns up, even like Tifa, which even though it doesn't really make much sense for them to be in the game, they kind of just randomly turn up anyway. Um, but yeah, the. The overarching thing of it at the end is just like, yeah, Sephiroth turns evil. Yeah, okay, we knew that. He's a bad guy in Seven. Um, and this is how Cloud got his big sword in his armour. It's like, okay, cool. That didn't really add a lot, whole lot. <laughs> right. So is, is it a, a prequel as such? Yes, it's a prequel. Yes. Right. Okay, cool. I think that's the thing, because I'm watching Better Call Saul at the moment, and I'm enjoying it, um, but you kind of know what's going to come, because if you've watched Breaking Bad, then you know what's likely to happen but it's interesting to see them get there but at the same time there's no jeopardy with certain characters because you know that they're alive in the next yeah do you know what i'm saying it's like that kind of so yeah i I can see where you're coming from yeah yeah. so overall in in, uh, yeah what would you say and mixed feelings on that one then Uh, yeah i again i enjoy playing it i think it's worth playing especially if you like the Final Fantasy series, especially seven, um, I would just bear that in mind. It's like, like it's just what I said. If you plan the Platinum, you probably you are best just following a guide unless you're prepared to play for it twice. Um, I I wasn't, so yeah, mm. better to follow a guide. And if you are you going to play remake? I do I do plan to at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What have you got cool. left? And then finally, last one, not part of my alphabet challenge, uh, but it is. You might sense a theme here. After done, you know, Power Wash Simulator, um, and then needing another game where I just want to play and not say think too hard about it. Um, actually, funny enough, it was, uh, there was a lot of chat about uh, there's a DEA PGA golf game coming out soon. 
I think oh, I was yeah. like, saw yeah. a trailer for that and I was a bit like, I haven't played a golf game for ages. You know what? And then I looked through my library and I had this. So this is PGA Tour 2K21. Uh, there is a new version. There's 2K23 as well, but this is like the first one I came across that I had. Um, this Rory McIlroy yeah. or was this just, a, just yes. on its own? No, that's right. Yeah, it's Rory McIlroy on okay. the front cover. Um, like, I don't, are you guys particularly into golf in real life? Or? No. Uh, dab- I've dabbled, but I wouldn't say I was like into it. But I, I, can, I can play crazy golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy, I love crazy golf as well. Uh, yeah, golf's golf's a weird one, isn't it? Because like I did enjoy playing with my friends because you're being social with your friends. But I did find it as a as a sport. It's just, obviously the whole thing is like you can have a perfect round in one shot. It just ruins it, and yeah. then you just and yeah, and it's just like that's all. Of, well, I guess that's part of the appeal for people who like it. But it's like that strive for like having to be constantly per- perfect and on it just made it quite frustrating to actually like play. But anyway, um, yeah, golf games. So this is quite straight laced golf simulator game. Um, do you mean it's all presented very seriously and like you know a true in, in inverted commas representation of the sport? Uh, so it's definitely not like my. I think like. I don't think I've really played a golf game seriously since like the Tiger Woods games on like PS2. Mm. See, my, um, I was Mega Drive. I remember playing that PGA Golf on the Mega Drive. Oh gosh, so, have you, so that's what I was going to hint. So one of the reasons I really like the Tiger Woods games was it was one of the first ones that introduced using the right stick for swinging rather than the sort of traditional free taps. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's kind of my my experience that, yeah, of it. Yeah. Is like you, you have to tap it for the power, power swing. And then, yeah, that kind of thing. And so it's okay. like that kind of perfect trying to get it in the middle, isn't it, of the the bar, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this, so this one, yeah. This instead, what they like the more modern ones, what they do is like they use you use the right analog stick to so you're pulling obviously down for your backswing and then for, pushing forward for your front swing. Mm. Like pure uh, pull it, when you got the cue, you kind of like mm. pull back on the, the the analog stick to you know and then push forward for the the power all that kind of stuff right yeah yeah and then so then and then if you want to do like draws or fades or hooks or anything like that you you have to like yeah you kind of have to swing the stick in at an angle like you would in in if you're playing off really uh the reason i'm saying it's a bit stressed in the tiger ones because the tiger ones obviously had like i think they had more like you know here's a power shot or like you could do things like you could check you could alter the spin on the ball whilst it was yeah. in the air um, one. yeah yeah you definitely can't do that in this one this one you have to like set where you're going it's a bit like again a bit like pure pool i guess like you've got to set where you're hitting the ball beforehand mm. and then that'll just determine where it, whether it has backspin or, or topspin um but yeah again it was quite it was just fun to play a golf game again and play one for ages and just to kind of switch your brain off and relax um most trophies you earn during their story mode is essentially just to you just start off as a big an amateur and then you just have to work your way up the PGA ranks playing in the tournaments. Uh, you can do it pretty much any different setting you like. So I think I played it like one, I think I played it on like novice. No, I can't remember if it's like, it's something like beginner novice. It was the second one from the, the lowest and that was fine. Do you mean it was not, it wasn't particularly challenging, but it wasn't like a complete, like, like drubbing. Um, the one trophy that's worth mentioning though that the change that is like there's a trophy for true legend where you have to shoot par better over 18 holes on a course on legend difficulty and what legend difficulty does is that it completely removes any sort of visual aids that you get 
Mm. So you can't like do that thing where you like you can zoom ahead and see where the ball's gonna land. Uh, you can't like when you're putting. There's no doesn't like, give you like the gradient. Or... And it's not yeah, which is which. Again, I kind of get they're going. It's legend, so they're going for the purest. But it's nuts because you can't even. It's not like you can move the camera down to look down at the floor and then see. You just have to guess. It's it's absolutely insane. I don't get how how they expected people to to um, to sort of gauge that in a virtual environment. It's not in VR. Do you mean? Um, but anyway, there is actually a workaround for this. So like I, I trying to do it le- legitimately must be absolutely incredibly hard. Um, what you can do is you can start a scramble match what a scramble match does is that you have a partner which you also control but you can set that partner to be on beginner easy difficulty and have your character on the legend difficulty and what scramble match does is like basically you both take a shot and then you pick which ball you want to take so obviously you're just going to take your partner's one because he's going to be you know able to hit it much more accurately and much further like and much more cleanly than your character uh and then yeah you just do that basically and then it counts Mm. Uh, and yeah, and then and then a shout out to Tom just for assisting me because there's a trophy for invite only where you have to finish around in a private match, which means you have to invite someone you know. So you can't you can't plan it solo. You do need to to interact with someone else. Uh, yeah, yeah lucky I, enough. I got whooped, whooped big time. I mean, fair. Tom Tom came in cold from like yeah, he downloaded to assist me and like obviously I'd, I'd been playing and he was play, coming in from playing it what a few years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a while back. Now, so, yeah. so did you actually play as a? You didn't just let Pete win. You actually played it as a proper game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, Tom's being nice. He was, he was just letting me win. Was, you don't actually have to, to fair for the trophy. You don't have to win. You just need to oh, we finish just around. We, we were just chatting. We, we just had a yeah, chat exactly. Played around. Uh, played around. Okay, okay, cool. What's that golf game? It's PlayStation exclusive. They did a VR version of it. Um, Hot shots golf. What was it called? Sorry, Hot Shots Golf or Everybody's Golf? Everybody's Golf. That was it. That those oh, yeah. are supposed to be good, good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they're quite. That's good. They're quite fun. They're they they're more traditional of like the free button presses and because it's all cartoony. They have like you know they're not real. They're not based on like real golf courses. You have like lots of you can have like silly crazy golf courses where it's like you know on very hilly mountainous areas. It's like an arcade. Like it's like an arcade game, really. Yeah. Mm. That's quite hard platinum. I've never planned them that. No. It's quite hard. Yeah, you just you have a lot of crazy. I don't think you can now because I think the oh, is it shut? Yeah, the servers for have gone offline. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and this was available on PlayStation Plus, I think, a while ago. I seem to remember. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's how I had yes. it in my library. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's good to try different things, isn't it? The fact that you got a platinum trophy out of it at the end of it, so. Very, yeah. very good. Excellent. It's a nice mixture of games there, isn't it, really? Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Okie doke, brilliant. Right, well, we'll come back in a second with Tom's games. Welcome, everyone, to another real developer update. We've listened to you, the consumers of satisfaction. We hear that the ding is satisfying, but we've ignored that and decided to make it even better. We are proud to announce Ding 2.0. We are so proud that one entire developer has endorsed this feature internally. Take it away, Will. As a multiplayer programmer on Power Simulator, I usually have multiple instances of the game running, but I mute them all just so there's no overlapping audio. Now with this change, that's all gone away, just so I can enjoy the sounds as much as I know you will. Anyway, here's a new and improved Ding.
But Tom, what have you been up to? Uh, obviously, you've been busy with um, settling into your house and all that sort of stuff. So I'm imagining your game time has been a little short, or has it? What have you been playing? In a, in a strange twist of events, I've actually been playing more than I've ever been playing, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, no, basically we've moved into the house and um, and then I've, I've, I've now busted my hamstring. So I've not been able to work. <laughs> so I'm, sorry, I'm, um, I'm signed off work at the moment. Uh, which has meant that I've been around loads in the daytime uh, and the evenings, obviously. Uh, so Sarah's like sick of me during the day. So she's <laughs> when when it comes to the evenings, she's sort of like, uh, go play something. Uh, see, I remember uh, Tom a few years ago um, when you you sort of like you, you know you just got together and it was like, oh no, I can't play, or I'm I'm too uh, yeah, we can't you know spare an hour to play Call of Duty anymore. And it's like now you're always on the bleeding PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it's only, it's only while I'm off. Once I go back to work, it will change back again. But um, you know, I've been playing, playing. I would say, so I get. Long story short, I sat down the other day and the I was going for the little nightmares, uh, two platinum. I needed one trophy for that, but it glitched, and I got frustrated, so I deleted it off the system. Oh. And then and then I needed two in Callisto Protocol. One of them was completing it on hardcore mode, which was fine. I was doing it, it wasn't a problem. And the other one was collectibles. And I just, just I was sat there one day and I thought, I just can't be bothered. Like, can't be asked to play it through to the end on hard, then do it, go through it again with the guide to get all the collectibles. So I deleted that. Mm. It's, a, it's now, a shame about uh, Little Nightmares, and obviously you completed it. Yeah, Overall, no, what did you think I, of that game, though? I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, but I just... It was getting to the point where I was, I think I tried to do it like three times, mm. and it was just the collectibles, and one of one of the collectibles just wasn't there, and I, I couldn't. I, I knew I'd got all the others, and I, and I kept going back to this place, and it just wasn't there. So yeah. I think what I'll, I'll probably do is I'll probably download it again, but then start the new a new game and just have to play the whole thing again. Yeah. But when I've had enough of a break, yeah, to like not not want to blow my brains out trying to do it again yeah no i know exactly what you mean i so i played through that game twice because i enjoyed it and i think the second time i enjoyed it as much because it it's sort of like you you know you're going through it blind and then you're going through it again and although you know what's coming up you kind of you're seeing different things from a different perspective because you, you see that and it's not a very long game you, you know it's it's only a I don't know, about three, four, maybe five hours long, if that. Mm. So it didn't feel like a chore doing that. But I know what you mean uh, in terms of collect. It's kind of interesting. Like I know going off on a little tangent here, but you've saying that about the Callisto protocol, and you're thinking like life's too short and stuff like that. I was going to ask both of you, and obviously, um, you know, Pete, you're I suppose more hardcore than we are. But did I don't know? Last year, I think almost was it last year nearly broke me with Batman Arkham Knight and that was just so tedious to a point where you know thinking what what am I doing and I think I don't know if it's 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 an age thing for me anyway as I get older and you're thinking to yourself um like this is a few days of my life that I'm never going to get back (laughs) and what's the payoff for it you know I got a trophy on a playstation which you know you can you say that to somebody in the street there's a handful of people that might go oh that was awesome well done and then you got the people that look at you thinking what the hell are you doing um and I I think that there was that kind of I did go through that period 
I think it was last year, and then perhaps the beginning of this year, and I started, I was thinking to myself, you know, like, with certain games anyway, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And with one of the games I'll talk about in a bit more detail, there was, it actually pulled me back into it. It kind of made me think, this for me was the essence of why I I enjoy collecting trophies. And, um, you know, because it kind of not made the game better, but it gave me little jobs to do instead of just like, there's another game which I'll talk about, which has just got an, an absolutely ridiculously stupid like set of trophies that you would have to have potentially like no job so you've got loads of time on your hands or you, you know you've got loads of times on your hands anyway and you've got no kids and all that kind of other distractions or you are just so f- hardcore onto this one particular game that you would are willing to play one game like six times through you know and I'm not suggesting I mean I may well do play this through this game again um in the future but it's just they are some some of them that, that I, and i'm kind of just ridiculous and i'm at that point where i i look at i look at games and i'm this is something i'll talk about again in a bit bit more detail so i look at games now and i will just kind of make a conscious decision that i'm just going to play this game and enjoy it for what it is i'm not even going to bother trying for the trophies because it's some not a something I want to put myself through, if you know what I mean. There are some where I'll look at them and I'll go, okay, the Platinum's doable on that. I'm going to go for it. And even some which are, you know, a bit more challenging. But then I, I just I just kind of get to a point where I think, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try and attempt the Platinum. I know, Pete, what are your thoughts? You think you're fairly similar, aren't you? Some of them, you just look at them, you think, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. There's... It's kind. Of, it's kind of a mixture of whether the game is respectful with your time, um, versus like just, oh, this is a hard trophy and I can't be bothered, sort of thing. Um, so, like to your point, like I think I've I've certainly spoken before on like there's been a few games where like I don't know the game crashes on me and it's done it a few times and I'm like I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure I could, you know, persevere. But I'm not going to take the risk when, you know, it's just going to invalidate my time and effort. This is no point. Um, whereas I think, you know, I think quite a good example actually is the, the Last of Us Part One versus the Last of Us Remastered. Mm-hmm. So, like as, as we've discussed earlier, I haven't finished it. I do want to go back and play it and platinum it. Um, and there was a bit of debate in in like the trophy sort of community about when. The last three months is, you know, it's it's not. I don't put it. It's not considered like a super difficult platinum, but it does mean you have to a interact with the multiplayer, which look like a lot of people didn't like. Your auto I did, and also you do have to complete the game multiple times on different difficulties. Whereas when part one came out, they removed that, so it's just only you only need to play one, complete it once on one difficulty, and then there's no multiplayer. So. To, to to our point like i think to us like i think part one is a more appealing trophy list that i'm more likely to go for no and also because you know part one is the more even though i appreciate that the differences are minor it's the more up modern up-to-date version um versus like the whole bunch of people saying like well being cynical and be like oh this is this is how platinums are getting devalued almost like you know it's like they're making it simpler so more people get it therefore you know like 
having the last of us remastered kind of somehow more valuable than the part one remaster uh part one trophy sorry and like you said i think we're all of a certain age was like i don't give a crap you mean (laughs) Mm. i just want to play the game if i enjoy the game i'll plan them it that's it yes there are definitely are games that i've i've looked at that like i really want to play and i'll be like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna plan it i mean i think you're you're gonna talk talk about it later chris but it's like um all the modern sort of resident evil games have things like do a speed run, do a knife only one. It's like I can't be bothered. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the games are meant to be really good. I'm not going to do that though. And I think that's the problem when when you start to, if you're in it, and you're like like Chris was saying, I really am enjoying the game. Like I, I, it doesn't matter to me. But I think the moment I go, the moment I do the maths, where I'm like, okay, it took me ten hours to complete this game, so a comp- uh, so a collectibles run playthrough and. Uh, hardcore playthrough is roughly going to be another 20 hours and then you think what can I do with that 20 hours I could be playing another game that sat there that I'm really looking forward to mm. or, I'm, or I'm going to be experiencing the same experience again for 20 hours and that's that's kind of where I struggled with at the moment I was like no just have a fresh start play Call of Duty which I've been playing um, and, and just have another experience rather than Groundhog Day of the same thing yeah I think that's the thing as well is like multiple playthroughs I sometimes have an issue with that especially if the games are fairly long and if I didn't enjoy it in the first place so um, that's yeah I can totally see what there's there's kind of like a point where you get if it's if it feels like work then it's not you shouldn't do it in my opinion but you know I know everybody's different but yeah I get that as well you know there's a a certain amount of willy waving around you know and kind of of people saying oh I've got this platinum you know and so uh, therefore it's like it's like the achievements list is or achievement score isn't it gamer score you know uh, that e-penis or whatever mine's bigger than yours (laughs) sort of thing but it's like I'm at that point in my life where I'm like fair enough I don't care really you know it's so but I do. That's the the thing is like when it get when it, when when it's done right and when there are trophies there that are not sort of like you know I know I've played some crap games to get trophies. Let's not beat around the bush. So you know I'm not a, a sort of adverse about doing that, but or against doing it. But at the same time, you know I think it's kind of you want something there. It's a bit of a challenge, but also achievable. And, and anyway, anyway, sorry I took over there. I was just cu- curious what you guys thought about that. No, no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, played it as a, a, because of the kind of the back of that Callisto Protocol thing. I just played it for an on veteran from the start. Um, mm. So yeah, played played for an on veteran, enjoyed it. Call of Duty camp, as far as Call of Duty campaigns go, it's probably the one that I've enjoyed the most in a long time. Um, it's got some good. I was thinking about this the other day of Call of Duty. Considering that it is a first-person shooting game, they do tend to mix up the story, the campaign, with different gameplay mechanics, which I don't think often gets talked about. Uh, where, with regards to whether it's like the Overwatch missions, where you're shooting from a massive airplane, like dropping bombs, or there's one in this one where you've got to, can you're controlling someone from a CCTV computer screen so you're seeing what they can see around them and you're basically 
clicking where they need to go a little bit like XCOM like you're, you're clicking where they need to go and tell them when to shoot and when to move to avoid guards that kind of stuff then there was a another mission you've got your slow down sniper missions where you're just crawling and trying to evade being seen uh, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, very, a good variation in this campaign of, of, of how, how it plays through um, and then on top of that I mean the highlight for me has been playing the raids we've been playing the raids together haven't we mm. the first and the second um, and then the co-op stuff like if, I much prefer that element of Call of Duty not, not even the I haven't really touched the multiplayer competitive team deathmatch that kind of thing but the co-op stuff me, me and Pete picked up a trophy the other night for one of the co-op missions getting three stars on one and that was one of those where you were thinking like this trophy is it, it really means something because we've done it together we've really really worked hard to try and achieve it and it was worth putting that effort in and I think for the other co-ops like you, the trophies I'd, I'd happily with, with you guys try and get those and, and the raids like the raids we did the raids um, which have obviously taken a cue from Destiny to try and bring these in and then if anyone hasn't done a raid they're essentially like a, a mission with puzzle elements involved in them that you have to use teamwork to figure out how to do them so I mean, we, we can all talk about this because we did this together but the for the first raid the, one of the highlights was you had to pass around like that little canister that oxygen canister when you're swimming between sections and that involved like <laughs> coordination that, that coordination <laughs> yeah. yeah of us trying to like say oh who's who's struggling for breath right I'll take it and then you've got the ability to rip it out of someone's hand as well without them asking I think at one point I just took, I, I needed it so I just quickly grabbed it out of Chris and then Chris was like oh Jesus Christ I can't breathe and then I was trying to throw it back to him um, but yeah that was brilliant and then the second one there was a in the second raid there's an element where you've got to jump that jump those leap frog like pads you've all got to time your jumps and jumps together I'll never forget that like and then they're the moments where gaming for me is at its that, that is like the best part of gaming do you know what I mean like that made me feel like the old days when we would play Call of Duty and play Ghosts and try and do those the, what are they called the missions that we used to try and do Extinction uh, Extinction Extinction yeah. thank you that was that was basically like a raid back then when it? it was like you had, had, a, had a mission a co-op mission that you had to try and achieve an outcome and get out at the end and that's how this felt it was like back in those days where you're all working together you're all shouting at each other trying to get one person to press a button at the right time or you're under fire and yeah it's just been really good it's been really really fun it's been really good mm. just to be back playing and you know, from a social sort of element as well um, they're really clever yeah, I think those they've actually put a lot of time and effort into those raids um, like yeah. what was the the one that we tried but it kind of it, they would just spam bots at you constantly and it just felt like very difficult and you weren't actually progressing was it like the horde modes uh what was it um with it was it modern warfare and we tried them together as a four player and they were just really difficult like it didn't seem as if they put a lot of thought into them whereas these like that that kind of co-op element of having to work together and coordinate things 
it was really clever you know and, and very cool i know and you know frustrating to a certain point but once you do it it's like that sense of achievement was just like oh my god that was amazing you know yeah it's very cool it'd be interesting as well i mean you think you mentioned this didn't you about you know future uh call of duty games whether they'd actually be playable in co-op from the start um because that'd be cool that would been like playing a, a co-op story based call of duty um, I think if this acquisition goes through, then Microsoft could, they could do whatever they could do whatever they wanted it, with, with the structure of Game Pass. You could, they could easily just say like, right, we're going to do a campaign that you can buy or, or get a campaign that will go on Game Pass every two years, but then we're going to do raids every every three or four months and just keep that going. And they could easily just, you know dissect it and have Call of Duty in, in different little like pockets sort of thing I can see them doing that in the long run like you know, mm. five, ten, ten years down the line yep cool but, but yeah that's been great and then I um, I dropped I jumped onto uh, Hades for an hour before we started recording this and um, yeah that's that. I've really enjoyed that that's going to be something that I think I'm just going to sort of use as a dipping my toe in and playing when I get a bit of time uh, between playing that and Call of Duty with you guys and co-op and stuff but yeah that seems like a I can see why people are getting are saying how fun it is I've, I've played it for an hour and I got to the second boss like, I don't know if you guys have you guys played it at all no, no I've not played no. this no I've heard it's good though I've heard good things about it yeah this there seems like it, there was only one gripe that I had was that so I beat the first boss and then she turned up back at the base area and I thought oh that's her done now like she's ticked off but you've still got to fight her every time so it seems like even when you do the bosses they don't it doesn't shorten I mean I've only played for an hour I've only gone to the second boss so um, I'm sure there'll be a shortcut that opens up I did have to beat her again several times every time I played it every time I went back to challenge the second boss again but yeah so so far I'm enjoying that for the the short period of time that I've had with it the gameplay's fun um, it's I've got like a Captain America type shield now which was which was cool that you can unlock different weapons quite quickly and there's a you start with a sword and then there's a bow um, and I've unlocked this shield that I can throw and bounce off enemies and get up close and attack um, and I think I'm gonna I might try and get better at using that because it's quite a, it's quite a good balance between range and short range and long range um, but yeah the theme of it like you're trying to escape hell and get to uh, get to Olympus is it Olympus where Zeus and all the other gods are mm. um, in heaven I think that's basically the premise of it uh, but the gods that are in Olympus are all trying to help you escape because they're like your cousins and stuff. It's this, yeah. It's um, it's an interesting concept, and obviously we know Hades Two is coming as well. So I kind of wanted to play this. It's been on the back burner, like with like so many other games, for a long time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to trying to get this, get it finished, and see what it's like properly. A bit more time spent on it. Mm. I know it's early but like how does it compare to Death Store uh, a lot more um, I was sort of looking for it's a lot more 
intricate. Like, there's a lot more going on with 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 Death's Door. It was brilliant, and I loved it. But you would call it more simple gameplay, I guess. Whereas this, there's like a lot more enemy types already. There's a lot more weapon variations, and so every time you every time you go for a chamber, like a, a room, mm. you choose which door you go out of, and then that. Um, if you clear that next room you get that perk that's on the door and the gods give you the perks so every now and again you'll sort of get a message from Zeus and he'll say there'll be a thunderbolt symbol and if you touch that it's like oh hey I'm giving you a perk to your attack power or your defence powers that you can that will buff you up on this run and every different god has a different yeah, Zeus is like lightning um, the god of war is he gives you the buff for like bleeds attacks and extra damage attacks mm. that kind of stuff um, so with each run then so there's a lot more going on whereas Death's Door was was no, by no means a worse game it was just more simple you know you had one sort of weapon and, and, and less variation because like one, one of the gods I've got so I started the run and um, one of the gods gave me the power to deflect so she, so I boosted my uh, attack power and I could deflect enemies attacks back at them and then on the second run I, I got a different god approach me and then they gave me a different power that if I hit the enemy then they would suffer from like bleed damage so every run is different in that sense mm. but you can stack and layer them over each other and from what, like I said, I've only spent an hour with it, but from what it seems is you can sort of go when you when you die, you can build your core strength and stuff up, but then each run you have to then progress more to stack up these abilities to make you stronger and better on the way through. Mm. But to the uh, the people who make it, super giant games, they've got a, mm. I suppose a history of making these kind of isometric style type games. Mm. Uh, Bastion, Transistor, Pyre. Yeah, they were both really good. I played Bastion and Transistor, and they were both brilliant. Yeah, I played Bastion, really enjoyed it. I, I played Transistor, I didn't get on with it very well. I don't know why, it just didn't click with me. Um, Pyre, I haven't played, but Hades, I've heard nothing but good things. Have you tried? You tried those, haven't you, Pete? I think the early ones. I only only Bastion. I've not oh, played okay. the others. Yeah. Are you interested in this one? Apparently, the platinum. Just having a quick look yeah, is a bit of a uh, a long one for Hades. It's, it recommend it's uh, suggesting it's a six out of ten difficulty uh, and about fifty hours to platinum it. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get. I mean, I haven't really looked at what it entails. But I'm not sure if I'll get it or not. But again, it's one of those. If I'm enjoying it, I might stick with it. By the time I finish it, I'll see how many trophies I still need. If it's not many, then I might go for the go for the uh, platinum what was that other game you were playing there was a difficult one uh, oh, Team 17 produced it oh you're thinking Bla- of Blasphemous. Blasphemous that was it yeah yeah I'm not going back to that you're, go- <laughs> <laughs> you're giving up on that one yeah that's gonna that one's gonna go the way of I mean one day maybe I'll just like re-download all these games that I got so close and, and finish them off but at the moment I'm not in the right mate frame of mind for that I'm just sort of no. taking the opportunity to play while I can and playing what I'm enjoying if that makes sense yeah no I totally get it cool you got any other games I think that's it I obviously played that round of golf with Pete 
Um, but I don't think I've played any other games other than that, no. All right, cool. I'll jump in then. I'll get through these ones then. So, um, so since we last spoke, I think it was on the back of Pete's recommendation, uh, the game called Save Room, um, which uh, you can, if you, you buy it once, you get the PS4 and the PS5 version, and then it does that thing where, you know, once you've done it, it, it's you've said this before it's effectively it's the the uh, the case management uh your inventory management game up from resident evil 4 and so you have to make sure that everything fits into place and it's you know it's the same same type of thing you know the music sort of styled on it and you know the red the green herbs and all that sort of stuff so um so yeah did that and really enjoyed it and then like you said once you've played the game i think it, i don't know probably what it took maybe an hour i think maybe to get the platinum but once you've done that you can like kind of either take photographs of the puzzle that you've done um or uh you know you, you remember what they are so um yeah that for for a couple of pounds that was fantastic really enjoyed that um the game that i was talking about that kind of pulled me into back into trophies a little bit was horizon forbidden west which um we i think we've we all played the first one yes yes yeah um just very quickly what did you think of the first one uh, pete i really enjoyed it i did want to play forbidden west at some point yeah uh, what about you tom yeah, I loved it, and I've got Forbidden West on there, ready to go at some point as well. Okay, cool. So, from my point of view, I think I enjoyed the first one because it was a little bit different, wasn't it? Because, you you know, it's an open world game. You are fighting against sort of, you know, Zoid, transformer styly dinosaurs, um, monsters, which, you know, you haven't really seen before in a video game. So, there was that whole element of using different tactics, using different weapons to, to fight them. You've got to fight in a, a T-Rex, uh, you know, dinosaur and, and all of these different things. And I suppose the sense of scale, the graphics by Guerrilla Games, so it looks amazing, um, plays very well, you know. And then, but then with the second one, so, uh, you know, playing through the second one graphically, nothing's really changed in that respect. Gameplay-wise, it's all still the same, high quality and, but, I do wonder if that sense of because the story you know it kind of opened up a little I suppose with uh, Zero Dawn you know and you got to see a little bit more of, of whatever and then the second one it kind of carries on where you know you play Aloy and the you know you, you are the saviour and, and everything else and the, but there's, then there's other threats and other things going on so but from my point of view, the story never really grabbed me. Never, I think once I'd experienced that sense of, you know, I'm fighting these big monsters and it's all a bit different and it's like kind of repetition. Once you've done that, there's that kind of wears off, it wore off for me a little bit. So it kind of almost felt like, you know, the, the, those, the, the kind of the USP, if you want to call it that, because it, it is an open world game. So it's like, you've played open world games before, you know, they all do... A certain thing don't they you know collectible side missions go here do this um it's got to be the story that grabs you hasn't it i think ultimately with things like uh open world games if you want to really get bought you know buy into the to, to it all and be engaged with it so with this the story i'll be honest with you so there are uh cutscenes which are you can skip them but they are the main story cutscenes, and then there's optional dialogues uh, dialogue 
paths that you can go when you meet people to talk about side missions and stuff like that and you can literally skip through those and and i was kind of doing that with because i just i wasn't really interested in it at all and the main ones i kept i didn't skip like because that's kind of like the main story but the ones where you know you're asking a, a merchant about how she got to this particular part of the, of the you know the world and what her story is and whatever and all that kind of jazz i just like i don't really care i just just give me the side just give me the side the side mission i'm off i'll, I'll go and whatever. i'll do what you need me to do and I'd, so i don't know what it was it just the story didn't particularly grab me um it does everything it did in the first game like i said it looks great plays really well it's not buggy um there's you know sometimes we get these open world games they can be a little bit buggy but it wasn't so it's it is the highest quality in terms of um you know that type of game um but and with the trophies a lot of the trophies are very much story based and actually going through the game so you can't really screw up with it there's no missable ones well there's actually one which you have to scan uh all of the different type of uh, creatures that you fight against but i mean if you miss this one and it is quite t towards the end it's it, and you i think you only encounter it in one particular place but generally speaking when you come across a new creature or a new monster you scan it anyway because it tells you what their weak points are and you know so you, it would be difficult to miss out on that but i suppose there is that one that's potentially missable um there's no difficulty challenges, so you can play. I actually started it on normal difficulty, and then I switched it down to easy, believe it or not, because I just, I was, and I don't generally do that. I tend to go the opposite way, if I'm honest with you. I'll either play it on normal, or if there is a trophy for playing it on hard, I'll just switch it up. Like you said about Call of Duty, I'm actually playing through that on Veteran, which can be a bit of a bore, like, uh, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's. I mean, some, some, some Call of Duties on Veteran, don't feel too difficult but then there are others which are just stupidly ridiculous like i think you mentioned in this one there's a section where you know you, there's there's all sorts going on was it like containers and whatever and crate oh, yeah, you're this, uh, crates i haven't got to that bit yet but water. it, it, you said it was just so ridiculously hard um <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait to get the whatsapp when you, uh, yeah. When you get to that level. yeah but there have been sections like that where i'm playing through call of duty and it's like oh my god what you know i'm doing this on veteran and it's it's almost like you kind of you don't get to enjoy the story because it doesn't flow because you're just doing the same old thing over and over anyway so i did actually switch it down to easy for the first time i think well probably ever when i've done that with a video game because i just wanted to kind of get through the game and in and you know play through it and all that sort of stuff um so and actually, I quite enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed it. And again, I think it comes to a down to, to a time thing for me is that I'm actually enjoyed just kind of playing through the game and getting to see it and getting to do different things in it. And so the the story again, it's it didn't grab me. It didn't grab me at all. And um, then something happens and it kind of like piques your interest a little bit. And then there are certain things um, a bit a bit like I suppose Ghost of Tsushima, although that did interest me more and I probably did feel more engaged with the story in that but that's a similar thing I mean effectively I suppose you're swapping out sort of like you know that um that the, it's the, the the background and the the environments and isn't you know and the the setting the, the, but they do a lot of the same things you know in terms of the gameplay and whatever core mechanics so yeah it didn't particularly grab me and I don't know what it is whether it's that sci-fi thing just I don't know just they're talking 
And to me, it's going in one ear and out the other, and it's a lot of just talking. And and I'm not stupid. A lot of people would dispute that. But it just felt like they're just using a lot of big words and a lot of te- you know technological babble and and you know kind of uh, all that sort of jargon, and it was just like you're being bombarded with it, and I'm just like Ugh, I don't I'm not engaged with this at all. So that's anyway. So the the core story elements are, you know, you have a certain number of things to do to actually like. And it does become a little bit like Mass Effect, and people describe that to me, and it's like, well, I don't, you know, where how does this work? But you know, as the story, um, it's not gonna spoil it, um, uh, but it does kind of feel a little bit like you are building to something. You have to get a certain number of things to build, and then obviously the side. But the thing about these games as well is, is that when you look at your skill tree, it's ridiculous. There's so many different skills that you can get, and so many, you know, because you level up your character, and so many different things like. Holy crap! They seem to have like you know doubled down on this in the in the big in the next game. It's just like added more. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But it just felt like there's like so many different things. Like what do I upgrade first? You know where do I start with all this? And then there's not like your main. You go into your menu system. There's like main menu, side missions, errands. It's like it gives you errands to do. It's like Jesus. And then there's all the other bits and pieces. And so it's like there's so many things you can do in this game. So in terms of the trophies, like I said, a lot of them you can get just by doing the stories and then, you know, like I said, scanning things and whatever. You do that as you go through the game, you know, fighting and destroying different um, uh, uh, creatures. You know, you do that through the game. So there was nothing that made me go out of my way particularly. So whereas this clicked, I suppose, with me from a trophy point of view was, it did feel like it's giving me a list of little jobs, but they're not... um, you know, really difficult to achieve. It, but it kind of made me actually want to go ahead and carry on doing those things. Um, looking at the, the PSN profiles, the the one of the, apart from the actual platinum trophy, one of the most rare trophies is obtaining three stripes on, at all the hunting grounds. So those are places where you go to different areas of the world, and there will you you have to take out monsters in different ways. You know, you have to use certain bows, you have to use certain weapons, or you have to use traps, or you can't be seen. You have to use stealth, all that kind of stuff. But and there's like there's different. Um, um so there's like bronze silver and gold and i think in the first game you did actually have to do them at the highest level whereas with these you have to earn at least a quarter stripe which is like the bronze standard so it's like doing it in you know you can do it in 15 minutes whereas the gold standard you have to do it in five minutes that that kind of thing if you know what i mean so so that was the most difficult or the most rare trophy on on this according to that so um and that, that wasn't really difficult. So that's the thing, again, it was like, it felt like it was giving me stuff to do, but it didn't feel too difficult to actually get them. So, but I actually felt like I wasn't cheating. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I wasn't just spamming it. I wasn't just doing it because it's... it's Not that nice, mid, not that nice middle ground. Yeah, yeah. And that, But at the end of it all, it's like, yeah, I got the platinum trophy on that one, so I can put that one to bed. And also, I think when we've said this before, when we started doing this show, is like... The whole, for me, the essence of like the platinum trophies is that you actually do get to see some things that certain people, you know, if you weren't going for the platinum, wouldn't see. And I probably said, I probably feel like, yeah, I haven't seen everything that that world's got to offer, but I feel like I've seen enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a good game. It is a good game. I don't want to put people off. And you guys probably might think differently. I know if you really enjoyed the story in the first one. Um, one last thing I'm supposed to say about it is that I was playing through it as... Um, the news about Lance Reddick 
came through that he passed away and so actually because his likeness is is it it's him in the game it's his voice it's his character it's his he looks like so it's like towards the end of it and all that sort of stuff it's like you know he felt quite sort of sad about it because he mm. yeah he's a, a cracking act he was a, a cracking actor has been in so many shows that you would have seen so many films that and his voice is unmistakable isn't it you know so yeah you know, I didn't realise quite how much stuff he'd done until they sort of obviously highlighted it once he'd uh, passed yeah do you think do you think you'll on a, on a tangent to that do you think you'll get the DLC to it Chris no I yeah. think that's the thing with the first game um, that I'd started to play Is it was it Frozen Wilds yeah mm. Yeah, something like that. Started playing it after I finished the game because I, I did actually. I think I probably enjoyed the first game more than the second game, but um, I kind of stopped playing it after a while because I just thought mm, I'm done with this now. I, it's you know I didn't really because I got the platinum for the first game, so you know. Yeah, I think the first game. The first game was fantastic because of the mystery. Yes, for me anyway. Yeah, the mystery element of it, and I don't know if maybe that is. Obviously, I haven't played the second one, so speaking completely out of time because I don't know what the story is. But if the if that mystery element is gone now, then I wonder if that is part of the magic of that game that's that's lost. Yeah, and uh, there may well be a sequel. I mean, you know, they they could make another game. Where I don't know how well these games do financially. They, you know, so I uh, I'd imagine they must do fairly well. But I don't. Again, it's one of those, isn't it? I don't know whether I, I, that excitement would be there. I'd be interested to play the VR game because it's in VR, but I just don't. I don't know if the interest is there for me again to play another one of these games. So the the, the rumor was that this one was going to be co-op, but obviously that hasn't come true. Yeah. So I don't know if would would you could you see yourself playing a game like that in co-op? <sighs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's the thing is from 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 my point of view, and I was kind of like having this conversation uh, before, is that, and I'd, I'd, maybe it was just open world games. I don't know. Again, it comes down to a time element because I think it was about forty to forty five hours it took me to get the platinum on this one. So because um, you don't have to do all the side missions, you only have to do certain ones. So, but again, unless you're going to use a guide, and I didn't, you, I, I, you don't know. I just kind of did all the side missions that um, I needed to, to do, really. You know, just... And it just, they just popped. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's like... But then, so, you know, effectively, these games are like Assassin's Creed, aren't they, to a certain degree? You know, and we're going back to the... And these the, yes, they've evolved. They've changed. Like I said, the, the settings and the environment change on them. But you just do a lot of the same type of stuff. But And it all comes down to whether it clicks with you. And I think it's like so, like Red Dead Redemption Two. It's a western. So if you like westerns, you're going to love that. This is a science fiction style game. So you know it's got or a story, I should say. So it's, if that clicks with you, it's going to click with you. Ghost of Tsushima, I loved, and I absolutely, I did absolutely love it. Um, you know, it felt good to play, and the story engaged me. But you know, in terms of the sort of side missions and everything else, or going here and collecting that, or doing this, destroying these camps, you're generally always doing the same types of things, aren't you? So, um, but anyway, um, okay. So moving on then to I'm playing the game at the moment. It, well, not absolutely at the moment as we record, but you know what I mean. Uh, I haven't quite finished it yet. Is Resident Evil Four the remake? Um, and Tom, you haven't played this, have you? No. Okay, Pete, you have? 
Yes, the original. And the remake. what did you think of the original? Uh, I, at the time, I re- really enjoyed it. It was, you know, the the big thing obviously at the time. It, it was a big change for the Resident Evil games. Uh, it was the first game to sort of introduce this this over the shoulder. Not well. I think it was yeah, it was the first game to introduce yeah. that over the shoulder. Third person, that, yeah. That that lot of lot of games have since adopted. Um, and uh, definitely interesting to remake. Like I think. For someone like Tom, if they went back to the original, they'd probably find it quite clunky. Like, you know, I know there's the the fact that, like, you know, when Leon's in the original, when Leon's aiming, he can't move at all, mm. which is a deliberate design choice to make it feel more claustrophobic and, you know, much more pressured when he's he's being attacked. Um, I think modern, you know, modern sensibilities, people go back to them if I just find it frustrating and too clunky. Um, so I think from the sounds of it, like, so yeah, from the sounds of what I've read in the reviews is that like the remake does a really good job of, you know, keeping it, keeping things faithful for people who enjoyed the original, but also improving things for people who are new to it. Yeah, it and it does, and it's there's that sense of familiarity with it because obviously if you've played Resident Evil Four, it does take a lot of the elements of the original game, but then it also adds a few extra new little bits which I'd never played before. I thought. I don't remember doing this. And I've played through Resident Evil 4 a few times. So I've played it on the GameCube uh, probably two or three times at different points in my life. And then I played it on the Wii. Um, playing it on the Wii was fun as well because you got to use the um, the Wii motes and the aiming was uh, with the, the actual controller. So you actually got to aim at, the, at people. So the aiming was so much easier with the, with the Wii Wiimote uh, than actually using the actual, I suppose, traditional controller. And it is, it's fantastic, you know, it looks amazing, um, plays really well. It's that sense, that old familiar, if you loved Resident Evil 4, you are absolutely going to love this because it doesn't tinker too much with the, the format and the style. It's similar to, I suppose, the T- Last of Us TV show and the Last of Us game. You know, it, it, sort of, it builds on the original, it improves it graphically, it brings it up to date for, for modern gameplay, Um and it adds a couple of extra little bits that you've never seen before, and it's superb. It it really is. Uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. I said if you, you you love the Resident Evil games, particularly for you will. There's nothing more I can say about it to be honest with you. The one thing that I will say, and this is just going back to the save room game that we were talking about. So you still have your case management where you can manage your items, and you have to because you can. You know, you, there's still the the guy that you can buy stuff off, which uh, they've changed his voice a little bit. They've changed him around a little bit, but. Um, and he can sell you bigger cases because obviously you have to, you know, manage your weapons, manage your health, manage all that kind of stuff. So, and you don't want to drop stuff generally because you need it. That's the one thing about this game is I'm playing it on normal difficulty. Um, and I've died a few times, but it doesn't feel like it's taking the piss really. But so, um, but yeah, you, you do have to manage your resources because you're not, you don't have, like tons and tons of bullets and you're always thinking oh god where's the where's the next kind of it's like you're almost down to your last clip and then you're thinking oh man i've got to you know look at then you got you, you like say I, I use a certain like certain sort of set of weapons like a rifle a machine gun um 
a shotgun and a pistol uh, own a magnum that kind of thing that tends to be my loadout but you can get others and then but then some of them you know you know you have like with your magnum you generally only have a you don't have loads of bullets for those you can make them but you need lots of resources for them so anyway so but yeah it's it's really fun and fantastic and i had the day off just to play it and i don't regret that <laughs> one bit <laughs> because it was just like yeah i haven't done that for a long time and it was just, yeah, I'm having the day off to play Resident Evil 4 Remake. You kind of know what's coming, but you're also experiencing something a little bit different. So, But just going on the trophies, this is where it's ridiculous. So some of them are generally story-based and you can't miss them. And then there's a couple of others that, you know, you need to do a few other bits and pieces. But then like you were saying earlier on, Pete, there are there's the one where it just thinks, like, it, it's taking the mickey, really. And so there's um, complete the main story within eight hours. I mean, I'm already 15 hours into the game. I think I'm on the last section of it, but and I know you could probably speed run it and whatever, but it's just, I mean, come on. Um, and then there's uh, other ones here where doing certain sections without getting hurt. And we've already done those sections and I've died a few times. I was like, come on. Then, uh, yeah, complete the main story using knives and handguns. Like, ex- <laughs> what? You know, and, and then complete the main story on hardcore mode with an S plus rank. Now, I don't know what you need to get an S plus rank, but I would imagine it's a fairly difficult one to get. And it's just, and, and then... Ugh, come on seriously apparently that one of the most rare trophies is obtaining all the weapons um where it was the complete the main story without talking to the merchant once so that's you're not going to get sort of different things off him uh, com- this is the i mean this is ridiculous right complete the main story without using a recovery item I seriously taking the piss with that. That's just ridiculous. God, how many playthroughs do you have to do? So, well, that's the thing, isn't it? yeah, like, I, I'm not going to be doing the platinum on this, as and you know. But I, I could see myself playing through it again because it's a good game and it's fun, but not for a few years because I, I I wouldn't want to sort of like sit through it and play through it all over again, um, you know. But in a few years' time, perhaps I could see myself replaying it because it's a classic game it really is you know so but yeah it's the trophies can do one (laughs) so um yeah uh there you go that's i don't know if you've got any questions about that resident evil i I mean it's not a scary game it's not at all so i mean you've played through it already pete so there's no really scary bits it's daft the thing is it's it's tense there's some tense moments in it like being chased with a bloke with a chainsaw and whatever and and then there's other people trying to surround you and it's the yeah it's the music the way it kind of it, it kicks in as well i think that's the thing how it it is quite a tense game to play so yeah how how does it handle oh, sort of more, some of the more sort of camp humor that's what i was going to say to you pete so yes the case sorry we'll answer that in a second but you know the case yeah. so yeah the case management so you'll this this will you'll you'll shudder because before the case management similar to that game was you had to rotate things and put things in place to actually make them fit otherwise you couldn't use them um it's got an auto sort of like um a shuffle so it will all you have to do is click on the left stick and it will just put things in automatically it's like Oh, come on. No, you know, that was part of the... I mean, I do it. I'll do it now. I mean, you know, because it's like, I can't be asked to faff, faff around. 
but it has the it, I, it has a button and it just does it for you. Don't need can't you get different size cases and then it give you different buffs as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, like, like different so types. yeah, there's different types of cases. You can either buy them from the merchant, or there's a shooting gallery where you can unlock tokens, and then he will. There are things that you can't buy for actual money. You have to get things, and then you exchange them for tokens and, and whatever. So yeah, you can get different types of cases, which give you a little bit of a buff or whatever. But then you can actually collect little collectible uh, keychains, which will attach to your case. You can get three of them, and it's all random. And again, it's through like the shooting gallery, which again one of the trophies is getting an S rank on each one. Well, doing that with a Wiimote was a piece of piss because you could just aim where you wanted to, but doing it with a controller is really difficult in play. I've got like an S rank on one of them, but then the rest I think I've got A ranks, and it's just like I suppose if you sat there for long enough because you know what was coming, it'd be like you could probably do it, but I'm like I'm not doing that anyway. Um, in terms of the humour, uh, it's still quite it is got that kind of daft humor it, the thing is like i said i always generally thought about the resident evil games so they probably started off a little bit i suppose serious and whatever but they they are silly games you know they're, they're story-wise they're not scary i always thought silent hill was the more psychological horror and this was more like the action horror um you know it's not a it's not horrific there's it's not horror you know it's not a dead space or whatever do you know what i mean you don't hear ba- yeah. you don't hear babies crying in the background or you know things be i suppose there are things like you know gory ways where people get killed and stuff but it's not you know you can blow people's heads off but it's it's cartoon violence you know what i mean it's, um yes so uh recommend that and then i suppose i'll just i'll finish off very quickly uh, uh is i've been playing the teenage mutant ninja turtles Cowabunga collection um which I have had for a little while, uh, and and if you get the, I bought the PS4 version, but it autom- you know, you can get the PS5 version with it anyway. So I've I've downloaded both. Um, it doesn't. If you get the trophies on the PS4, it doesn't automatically unlock the PS5. You, but funnily enough, so this has got a ton of games on that. Some of which I've played, some of which I haven't, and it's a really fun collection to have because uh, obviously there were loads of Turtles games that kept, well, it seemed like it. Turtles was the thing, wasn't it? Because you had Shredder's Revenge came out, which was great. Really enjoyed that. Um, and then this came out with all of the games that have come out over the uh, the years. So it's fun to revisit them. Um, but what it does have, and this is a bit of a cheat, if you want to do it this way. Is and so I think you can unlock all the trophies for these games uh, and the platinum in about three hours if you want to. It has a watch function, so you can actually watch the game being played, and it has a fast forward and a rewind function. So, <laughs> if you want to, and I have I've done this on a couple of games, but not all. So, for example, the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? So on the this Super, uh, sorry, on the, the Nintendo, the NES, you can. Put it on watch, fast forward it right through to the last section that, or the last, even the last boss. Right, uh, you can play the game from there. So you can press start, and you'll be in the game. Save it, come out the game, and then restart the game from that section. And it's almost like you spammed it, and you just there you go. You'll unlock the platinum trophy. I've done it on a couple of them. <laughs> But uh, I would admit that. But then there are, uh, it's more the, the I suppose, the uh, the beat-em-ups that I'm more interested in. Like, you know, I've been playing those through with, with my youngest daughter, um, which we've been enjoying doing. And I've never played Hyperstone Heist, which apparently is supposed to be a really good 
you know, side scrolling beat him up. So I've got that to look forward to. So, but yeah, and the, it does have a couple of tricky ones where it's the fighting games, like the tournament fighters, and have, apparently you have to fight through those on the more, more difficult sections. But you do have save states where you can, like, I suppose, so it's like, you know, fight an enemy, save it, so, and then if you're losing, go back and whatever. So, yeah. Um, I have got one more game, but I'm very conscious of time. I'll save that for next time. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. So, there we are. Um, do we have what else have we got? Um, are we going to do the what's it called? The Pete Rim- League? Yes, Fantasy League. Should we do that? Yeah, let's just. Well, yeah, we'll do do a quick round up of how we, how it's going. So who I won last year? We've just I always like to get that in. Sorry, just <laughs> so, Wayne won it last year, but that doesn't count because he's not part of the podcast anymore. So you know the real winner over this is me. Um, <laughs> anyway, give us a roundup. Where are we at? We're in April, and um, yeah, so... it's quite a competitive year. I'll be honest with you to a certain degree it's fairly competitive i think there's because you've got quite a few big games coming up pete which you you know and they're gonna be mega scorers i reckon um but i think like last year seemed to be i don't know a little bit not one-sided but it was difficult to sort of pick there was quite a lot of middling games if you know what i mean whereas this year there's quite a lot that we they seem to be spread about you know that, that these big games yeah, I mean, we started with four. I think a lot of the big games from last year got pushed into this year, hence, hence more choice and more, yeah, a lot, a better uh, breadth of of games to choose from. Um, yeah, obviously, we haven't spoken about this. We we started a new year back 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 in January, obviously, um, and we have been picking games since since the initial draft as well. Um, but I mean, you've got quite a few games scored already. I think, especially for like yourself and Wayne. Um, I mean, Tom's Tom's playing the long game and has only got one game scored so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm a bit of a mental breakdown this year with selections because I feel like I feel like I've just like impulsed and gone through a lot of stuff that I'm now looking at my list thinking I don't know what I was thinking when I picked that and I don't know. I don't think that's going to do very well. But anyway, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, you've picked one as well that uh, it's been sort of, has it been released as an early access game? So, Sons of the Forest. So, although it's got an open critic link, it hasn't really got a score, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. We sort of discussed it. Jokingly, I said I should probably get a 10 out of 10, but I'm not sure. I think we just wait and we and see what they. uh, what they updated with yeah there's a couple of, of curious things about how the the league works so like i think chris you tried to pick a game that's coming out this year like borders gate free which but it already had scores because it, it'd been out like you said similar to some it'd been out in early access so it was a bit of a confusing one it was like it felt like for whatever reason the the league set up that it wouldn't allow it and then similarly i we've picked quite a few like ports of games coming out this year so like you've picked um, Persona 4 Golden, which came out for the Switch. And oddly, what Open Creative does, rather than creating like a new page for it, it kind of rolls them into the existing score, mm. for better or worse, which 
isn't I said like wasn't what I I thought how they thought they handled it. I thought because it, it, like I see it as a new game that came out this year on, on a merely on a different system. But I thought there would be a fresh batch of reviews. Therefore, they would have its own page. But that's not how it works. Mm. And then The Last of Us Part One on PC, which uh, by all accounts is a pile of shite. Um, but the like the reviews have rolled into the original PS5 release, haven't they? Which yeah, exactly. It's they bringing that. It's brought that score down slightly, but not much. So it hasn't really affected it particularly, has it? No, exactly. So yeah, so you've kind of benefited from that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so at this stage, it's, it's still early days. When he, you know, I, I say we're only God, we're quartered away through the year already. Oh, what the hell, it's nuts, isn't it? Um, but Chris, you are in the lead, and then Wayne can't dispute that. Um, you've got a score of eighty nine with uh, seven games scored. So you have you've got the most games scored. You, you've you've picked some quite a few early early stars, but you've got the best scoring game of the year so far with Resident Evil Four Remake at ninety two. Yeah, that was Great my f- that was my first pick. And I knew that was going to score well because, you know, yeah. Uh, you've also got the lowest scored game with Tales of Symphonia Remastered, which yeah. only got 65. Yeah, that that was... I don't know anything about that game. So, uh, and I've gone... I'll, I'll go through my list. There are quite a few sort of remasters. Um, so, as I mentioned, The Last of Us Part 1 um, on PC. Um, Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective Remastered. Uh, Resident Evil Remake, Persona 4, Golden. So, you, you know, I've played it safe in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And, and, and given what we talked about earlier, it's interesting that you've picked the DLC for uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Obviously, you think it's going to review well, you're just necessarily going to play it yourself. Yes, definitely. Um, and then another one just to call out, like you... so. Other games you've had scored, like we mentioned, Persona 4 Golden on the Switch, uh, which got, which, like you said, has kind of been rolled into the existing Persona 4 Golden reviews, which are already pretty good, and it's got 88. Uh, Company Heroes 3 got 80. Uh, you mentioned Last of Us Hogwarts Legacy uh, got 84, and it was, that was, that was interesting one just because we were like, mm. I mean, and knowing about how the reviews would go with that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure about that one, but I mean, you know, it, apparent by all accounts, it's a decent game, you know, so. Yeah. Seems to be, and then this, this is the one I just want to highlight was like uh, Bayonetta Origins because I I you you chose it as a pick and I chose it as a counter pick because I I watched the trailer and didn't think much of it, uh, but I, it seems I chose wrong. It got a score of eighty one, so it got you score of plus eleven, got score me score of minus eleven, so not a great. I, I I had a pretty disastrous year of counter picks last year, so not not a great start for me. Yeah, again, I didn't really know much about that, except it's a platinum game, but it's a slightly different platinum game. Um, I would have said the same as you, though, Pete. That trailer they showed it, I think it was the Game Awards or whatever, was it a Switch? Uh, was it a Direct? But it, whatever it was, I thought this looks awful. And then, obviously, it's reviewed It reviewed really well. So. Yeah, it got good reviews. It's funny, because Chris, Chris did share one review from, from the era Critical Metro, and... This day gave it five or ten, and much of their sentiment seemed to be like what I thought of it. But hey, you know, again, I'm judging it off a trailer. Well, you know, what do I know? Mm. Um, and then Wayne is currently in second place. Uh, he's got six games scored. Uh, again, he's got some really good new stuff like the Dead Space remake '89. Uh, he's picked Rise of Call of the Mountain because for for his PSVR two, which got eighty. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania got eighty-seven. Uh, like a Dragon Edition, which is the the Yakuza ancient like not ancient japan but like you know in the past 
historical Japan uh, game as opposed to modern setting. Uh, and Wolong, Fallen Dynasty, uh, both got 81. But then, unfortunately, he, although he was looking forward to it, Destiny 2 Lightfall only got a score of 71 as well. Mm, I think the DLC for Destiny last year actually got a really good score, didn't really, it? Yeah, he got a really good review. And I think initial... Again, I, I haven't played Destiny 2 for a while, but I think initial sort of buzz for the DLC was quite high, so I can sort of understand why he picked it. But then, as it turns out, for whatever reason, the reviews weren't particularly favourable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then, in third place is myself. I've had four games scored, including that that counterpick of Bayonetta Origins. Uh, but uh, similar thing of like I picked Monster Hunter Rise, which is the PS5 version, but I got rolled into the existing Switch reviews, so that got 88. Uh, I then picked similar game, but from EA, um, EA Wild Hearts, uh, that got 79. Uh, which they're not quite as good, and then Fire Emblem Engage on the Switch got eighty-one. I thought I thought Wild Hearts would have done better. That seemed to have gotten yeah, like... same similar thing of like the buzz seemed quite positive, and yeah. people seem quite open to like, hey, here's an actual alternative to Monster Hunter that isn't from Capcom. Uh, but yeah, just it maybe maybe I think it, the sort of sentiment was that it's a good start and they can improve on it in the future, sort of thing. But maybe just a few rough edges they need to sort out. Uh, and then Tom, you're in last, but that's only because, like I said, you've only got the one game scored, and you've got the best average, which means <laughs> you said, you've only the only game that's come up for you is Octopath Traveler Two, which got an eighty-five, which means you've got the highest average of fifteen. Winning so, the yeah. averages. There you go. So no, it's good. I mean, in terms of April, um, what we got? There's only uh, well, there's three games, isn't there? So you've got Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. Uh, I can predict that's probably going to get eight, maybe. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. So, yeah. now these games are generally... I've never played one, but um, I think they're very well-regarded, review well, generally. Um, it's, it was delayed, obviously, slightly because of the uh, conflict in the Ukraine. So, um, they've, whether they've done any extra work to it or not, I don't know, but... I'd imagine this is going to do pretty well. And also, the the thing for me, is the exciting thing, is that this is a counterpick. Wayne actually counterpicked this. So if you get a really good score, it's going to shaft him. Yes. Yeah, yeah he... So I've played Advanced Wars 1. I really enjoyed it at the time. I really liked the, just those sort of strategy games. Um, yes, it got delayed because of the Ukraine war. I think it delayed almost exactly a year. I think Wayne's reasoning for the counterpick was actually he thought it would be delayed even longer because the conflict's still going on ultimately. Um, but for whatever reason, Nintendo have now decided it's okay to release it. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll see. And, and to your point, Chris, I don't know, like it's, yes, it's a remaster, but like it wasn't like particularly graphically intense in the first place. So it's not like it's going to be like, like Resident Evil 4, where it's like, oh, the, the Dead Space remake, where it's like so, since such a significant upgrade on the first game. So I don't know. Yeah, it'd be, it doesn't necessarily mean that the reviews will be, um, Sort of high nineties. I think it'll be. I think it'll be sort of like around eighty. Mm. I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also fairly uh, highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is your yours, Tom. Yeah, I'm buzzing for that. The first one was really good, really really good. Uh, so I've played bits of it. I haven't finished it. I started it on PC. Then I think I played a bit of it on PlayStation. Um, but you completed it. Uh, you were fairly cool on it. Pete, yeah, I yeah yeah. So yeah, I planned it. Um, I found it. I don't know, kind of like a 
not cheap cheap that's that's unfair to say but it's like just a slightly disappointing dark souls knockoff that had far too many bugs for like a such a huge franchise and such a, like what was meant to be a triple a one of the bigger triple a games of that year mm, yeah i think for me i don't know if it was i, I'm a, I do want to i'm going to play through it but um i don't know if it was because it tried to perhaps do a bit of everything it tries to do a bit of dark souls a bit of platforming it had sort of a bit of an uncharted styley feel to it i don't know i don't but yeah i, I don't know it, it's one of those like i said i started it and it just never grabbed me enough to carry on so um we might as well just go into may because we might not record until probably may now after this but uh, so these games will probably come out but redfall that's an unknown quantity and tom you've got some balls on you yeah. oh, pick it, picking that as a, pe- a counter pick bloody hell i just i just everyone i've every preview and every reviewer of the pre of, of who's played who's got hands on with it at the moment no one's screaming about how good it is it's it, it, it's they're all coming away from it saying it's distinctively sort of like average slash forgettable but it's what they do they make good it's a good solid game which is why i think i might have balls up because i think it might i don't think it would perform well i don't think this will get a huge player base but i think it might review well if that makes sense in the same way that Deathloop reviewed really well, but it didn't sell mega numbers. Mm. Um, I might have ballsed up, but we'll see. Mm. It was it was a game. I feel like a lot of my picks this year have just been gambles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said when I was looking at it. I'm thinking, what am I? What have, what has possessed me to like? I think next year we should definitely record our selections, like do like our initial picks. Um, on the podcast I think it'd be quite funny just to see because I think a lot of mine were just panics I've just panicked yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I honestly don't know with this one I think there's been a few little things that have made I've got no in, really interest in it anyway if I'm honest with you but I think there's a few little things cause you can play it in co-op but you can also play it single player am I right in saying that Yes, and then also the. But you have to be on online always. Online. I was just going to say that's the other thing is that you have to be online with it constantly uh, whether you're playing it in single player or uh, is that? They're now but have they backtracked they, on that? Well, they're now saying that they might be able to patch it so that it, you don't need to be online always. Because what they were saying was originally it wasn't it wasn't meant to be online always. It was they were going to do it to get the uh, information, like to get the stats back for players and whatever they gather from that. Um, so it's become an online always online. Mm. But they, I think they've realised that that might be a bit of a mistake and I think they're going to try and change it so that there'll be an o- a solo offline function and then obviously the co-op online yeah because wasn't Back for Blood a bit like that it didn't it, that didn't come in until afterwards the offline mo- yeah. mode so we'll see uh, I don't know um, but that's Wayne's pick and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom that's yours uh, Pete that's going to be massive isn't it yeah, yeah it's going mean, huge yeah well, it's sequel to one of the best regarded games ever yeah surely so i mean yeah it's not it's not played breath of the wild but yeah good, good high hopes for good reviews yeah i played bits of it I, it's I, again didn't finish it so um but there you go um weirdly that's a strange thing isn't it that game came out on the wii u didn't it <laughs> and then he got bought yeah well that's funny yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that's i mean people have been saying obviously the switch is getting a bit long in the tooth now um so a 
will how well will it run on just, you know the classic switch hardware but also like you said most zelda games tend to be cross cross generation so breath of the wild was on the wii u um i think like twilight princess were like between the gamecube and the wii um and and um what's it called skyward sword uh, was that another one yes yeah well that was did they remaster that or uh, I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, just anyway. Mo- Zelda games tend to be cross-generational. They can they come out at that sort of cadence. So yeah, yeah. What does it mean? We will see finally see a Switch Pro. Who knows? Who knows? And then uh, System Shock remake, remaster, whatever you want to call it. And see, I've got that as a counter pick, but that's your pick, um, Pete. I I looked at the people who were making it or who were doing the the port of it, and I I couldn't see anything that made me think that that they've they're a stellar team. Do you know what I mean? So that's I've never played. I, I've never played System Shock, but again, it's kind of they, they say it's the, you know, the um, the genesis or the influence of things Bioshock. like Bioshock. Yeah, so exactly. You know, that's that's something to live up to, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just yeah, that was it. I think it's just no, purely. That's and then, yeah, that's fair. Like I I picked it pretty much on that basis. It's it's like I said, it's. It's a well-regarded game. It's old enough that it, you know it would benefit from a remake. I must be. But to your point, I didn't look up who who was actually covering the the development duties on it. Yeah. Plus, it, it has been delayed slightly as well. So, yeah. Well, so, and that that's what happened to um, uh, the Last of Us. That was delayed slightly, wasn't it, on the PC? And then it still came out as a bit of a piece of crap. So we'll see. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it for now. As that's those are your big games anyway for April and May. Anything else before we call it an evening? Don't think so. No, just been a pleasure as always. Anything? Have you got anything, Pete? I can't remember if I've missed anything. No, no. It's like there was a little section on um, games we're looking forward to, even out like just to play, even outside of the the league. But no, all good. Um, yeah, no, that was a good... That's actually... You mentioned that. That was one thing that I was going to say, wasn't it? I said that it's kind of set this up as a bit of a challenge to myself. And I think you... Well, yeah. in as much as that... Um, so, it's I suppose it's a little bit of a... Trying to not save money, but just actually... There, there really aren't any massive big games. Resident Evil 4 aside, that was the one game, I think, this year that I was like really excited to play. Um, and I was going to get day one and I pre-ordered it. But generally speaking, I can't think there's any other games that I'm going to get that I'm really looking forward to. So, I'm going to use this op- as an opportunity to go through the games that I've bought, probably sometimes in some occasions, like two or three years ago, and just focus on playing those. And not buy any new games, but I kind of already screwed that up anyway because so dead space remake was one of them and also the callisto protocol and just a day before i was <laughs> we recorded this show they were actually on sale on amazon um i think callisto protocol was 20 pounds um for physical and then dead space remake was um 40 pounds so i actually bought them <laughs> so Kind of balls it up. I've added two more games to my okay. uh, to my. No, no, it's right. So, but this, this, as of this recording, this is the start of your your challenge. This so, is the okay. start. So, anyway, so these are the games that I'm just I'm gonna look at these. I'm not I'm not gonna buy any more games. I'm not. I can't. I'm not, I just I, I can't do it to myself because you know. So anyway, uh, very quickly, Watch Dogs Legion. I'm just gonna say yes or no. It's yes means I'm gonna look to platinum it. No means I'm not. Watch Dogs Legion. Yes. Vanquish. No. Um, tourist, there's no platinum, but I will look to get 100% on that. Um, 
because that's supposed to be quite a fun little indie game. Psychonauts 2, yes. Sonic Frontiers, yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, yes. Keena, Bridge of Spirits, yes. Far Cry 6, yes. Mass Effect, um, what the first one? Probably not, maybe. Deathloop, yes. Dark Souls 2, yes, because I've started that one already. Uh, Metro Exodus, possibly. Jedi Fallen Order, yes. Knack 2, yes. Far Cry Primal, yes. Dark Souls, yes. Alan Wake, no. Artful Escape, yes. Elden Ring, yes. And Outer Worlds, no. So those are my sort of like that's my list of games that I'm gonna I'm not gonna buy any more games. I can't do it to myself until until you've done all of those. Well, see that was the thing I was gonna set myself a challenge by saying that I can only buy one game if I complete five off that list. And like oh, okay. five was like an arbitrary kind of number, so I was gonna I was gonna say well, you guys can decide. So, you know, does that does that what about PlayStation Plus? Um, the monthly. Yeah. yeah, no, I hadn't really thought about that to be honest. With you. I think yeah, because that yeah, you're not really buying those, I suppose, if the part of your subscription. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, that'll be. And but yeah, I feel like I failed it before I've even started it because I bought two new no. games. Like I said. This is the yeah, start. It's, it's fine. You're all good. You're just getting in them in before before the the, the finish line starts. Cool. The start line. So yeah. let's say for between now and the end of the year, right? And we don't. I mean, yes, there are some games that we know what are going to come out this year, but there are some games that I guess will be announced um, potentially in the next few months and stuff. But yeah, that will be it. I'm not buying any new games for the rest of this year. Those are the only ones that I will play. And that's not a bad selection, is it? I mean, God. Oh Jesus, no. no how, how many? How many games have you listed? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't know. So, twenty? Yeah, let's say twenty. Don't be twenty games. Yeah, some, yeah, some fairly sizable ones as well. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that's it. Um, cool. Right. Um, I think that's about it. Um, if you want to find us, if you go to the uh, website, which is at sixtymw.co.uk, that's got all the podcasts, all the other bits and pieces. Um, if you go to Twitter, which is 60MW Podcast, then that's where all the giveaways are and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm at Dastardly Jabby on Twitter. Um, Pete? I'm at Tatsun, which is T-A-T underscore S-U-N underscore. And Tom? Uh, at Tom Marrett, which is T-O-M for Tom. And then Marrett, M-A-R-E-T-T. Cool. I think you guys are possibly on Twitter more, a little bit more than I am, but um, I do pop up occasionally. So, um, have I missed anything, or is there anything else? I think so. I think that's, yeah. that's it. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be back in probably a couple of months uh, with some more games that we've been playing. And thanks for listening. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.